0: ...variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals investigated. Four men have been arrested on suspicion of murder after the death of a woman at a house in Watford. Police were called to Leavesden Road at around a quarter past nine on Saturday morning. Paramedics declared the woman dead at the scene. Thousands of health workers are going on strike this morning in a dispute over pay. Nurses, midwives and other NHS staff will walk out for four hours from seven o'clock. The government's refused to give staff a one percent rise this year. Former NHS manager Roy Lilly says bosses with qualifications will step in, but there's bound to be disruption.
1: Some of the ambulance drivers as well, the paramedics are going on strike and so that's bound to mean there'll be delays with 999 calls so
0: really i think uh, the management will try and plug the gaps the best they can but everyone will be holding their breath Oscar Pistorius is back in court today for sentencing. He'll find out if he's going to prison for the negligent killing of his girlfriend. On to sporting was victory for Lewis Hamilton at the Russian Grand Prix. His teammate Nico Rosberg finished second, which means Mercedes have won the Constructors' Championship. Jack Nichols describes the moment Hamilton took the chequered flag.
2: Lewis Hamilton turns through the final corner. It's been, as far as his season has gone, a pretty easy race and a very comfortable victory for Lewis Hamilton. And is really starting to take control of this Formula 1 season. Nico Rosberg comes home to finish in second place. He threw away the race at the first corner, and that means victory for Lewis Hamilton sees him extend his lead at the top of the championship.
0: In football, it was a 1-0 win for England in their Euro 2016 qualifier against Estonia, and the weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain, top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius at 61 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: I'm being eaten by a bumper car constrictor And it goes like this Oh no, oh no, it's, it's one of my toe, toe. it's all well my toe Oh gee, oh gee, it's well one of money, knee, it's all well in money.
4: Oh heck,
3: oh heck, it's all in my neck, it's all my neck Oh dread, oh dread, it's all well in my neck
5: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From Nine. The JVS Show.
6: With the big phone-in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From Twelve.
5: Nick Koffer.
6: With Heidi Hayek to Geoffrey Holland, and a blind builder from Milton Keynes, who's been named one of Britain's most influential people with disability. From Three.
5: Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a roundup of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From Six. Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's
2: action, and taking a look at the grassroots, Fruit sport across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: Today on BBC Three
7: Counties Radio. Line builder, you say. Morning! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's horrible out there, but, but, a little ray of sunshine is here. It's me! Yay! You like that, girls? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, because you all thought I was going to say Kelly Betts.
8: I actually knew that you wouldn't.
7: Yeah, exactly. It's me! It's me! But Kelly Betts is here. Hi. Sorry about that. So is Catherine Boyle. Yep. Apologies. (laughs) Accepted. On your behalf. So thank you for that. Yes, welcome, welcome. Some people say welcome, don't they?
9: (laughs) Yeah, who was it that used to say that a lot?
7: Welcome, welcome. Who, who, who? Alan Partridge. Ah, (laughs) Yes. I was doing a show on another radio station at the weekend and some young girl posted on Twitter, I love you, I think you're brilliant, I love this show. I replied, thanks very much. She replied, yeah, you're so Partridge. Oh. <laughs> What's coming up on the show this morning? Dementia care slammed, Ebola screening slated and NHS staff irated. What? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is She was BBC Three right Counties Radio. <laughs> Boyle writes that stuff, and you were laughing at your own, um, I was going to say gags. I was
9: laughing because you, you read it out.
7: Yeah. It's my job. It's your job. To you, to You like Kaz? Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah.
8: yeah. No, oh, no, oh, oh, things like that. She's back, back to, back sorry, to
7: Yeah, the youngsters are teaming up against Grandma again, aren't we, Kels?
8: Your hair looks nice and fluffy.
7: <laughs> I don't think I put enough pomade on it today. <laughs> you, you, are you laughing at Catherine? I hope so. You right, know
10: Kath? She doesn't know. Huh?
7: Did you have a nice time off, Kels?
8: I did. It was lovely. Where'd you go? Spain. Oh yeah, I believe I. Put you this back. <laughs> <laughs> Brown shoulder.
7: Thanks. That's right. Kels, what are you doing? Turning the television. Why are you doing that? Nothing. On the radio. Oh, to that? that's rude. Now that is just rude, and I think we're breaching some kind of broadcasting um, guideline as well. <laughs>
8: <laughs> what did she say, Kurt I think she said close her mic, please.
7: Not Flippin' it.
11: F-
12: Nobody can tell you. There's only one song worth singing. They may try and sell you, because it hangs
5: And
13: this is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning!
7: Now, the Care Quality Commission's latest uh, report highlights serious concerns about the way dementia patients are looked after. The watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the 129 care homes and 20 hospitals it investigated. George McNamara is Head of Policy at the Alzheimer's Society. Morning, George. Uh, Good morning. Are you surprised by the uh, report's findings? Well,
14: these findings are are deeply worrying. Uh, The fact is that um, our hospitals and care homes just are not geared up to give the best possible care and support to people with dementia and this is something we want to see changed quite urgently
7: how has it come to this because this is uh, obviously it's a a growing problem and it's you know i'm sure most of us know people who have uh, either have dementia or have suffered from it how has it reached this stage
14: Well, I think for too long, dementia has been uh, in in the shadows in terms of uh, the type of care and support needed. And what we really need is a a real revolution within our care homes and hospitals. Um, Actually, you know, if dementia care isn't right in these settings, then it's letting down many, many people. And that's totally unacceptable.
7: Have you got any examples, George, of of, uh, where people have uh, been failed? I mean, we have examples
14: where papers are being lost between the care home and the hospitals, uh, and also some of the basics of care. For example, uh, where where carers have told that loved ones have gone without hours for food or water in hospital, uh, or or even been sitting in the care home experiencing pain and there's been no response to that. This is actually basic care and something which can be uh, can be resolved. For example, can be changed through the way in which services are provided, training is given to dedicated staff. Uh, Money's tight though, isn't it? And if it is a growing problem, how do we we cover all of this? I think what we have to say and look at is actually what is our priorities here? And our priority is about delivering the best policy quality of care, uh, particularly to people with dementia, because we know that there are 300,000 uh, people with dementia uh, living in care homes, and many uh, actually use the hospitals. So this is actually some of the basics, really. It's, it's not necessarily just about
7: money, it's about actually priorities. And if uh, anybody is, is worried that uh, they or someone they live with might be suffering the early signs of dementia, what should they do?
14: Uh, we can give our um, helpline a call, which is 0300 221 two double one double two. George,
7: thank you very much indeed.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
7: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: It was uh George McNamara, the, the head of policy at the Alzheimer's Society. I bought um, I had a really nice day yesterday. I treated myself I treated myself, Catherine.
8: To what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. what did you treat yourself to?
7: I went, uh, I, picked up, um, I picked up a picture that my wife bought me years ago, and I ha- I've only just got it framed. I finally got it framed, picked that up, oh, signed awesome. Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, um, I bought uh, some toys for the boys, boys' toys, mm-hmm. Playmobil, mm-hmm. and I bought myself some T-shirts, Pets of which one I'm wearing now. Nice, white. Yeah. And I bought myself some massage pants. What? Sorry?
9: Hmm?
7: Some massage pants.
9: Is oh, that why you're oh. complaining of discomfort in the left area?
8: No,
7: I'm not wearing them today. Oh. Uh, My, um, yes.
8: So, <laughs> are they pants for when you go and get a massage? Correct. Oh, okay. right, I thought there's like... Right. little.
7: No, no, little nodules, no. No, um, although that's not a bad idea, guys. Um, uh, no, they're pants, when you go, as a gentleman, if you're going to have a massage, you can't wear loose-fitting, you know, I, d- I never know the names of these pants. Do you, I don't think you can wear trunks. Shorts, no. shorts, you can't wear shorts. Boxer shorts. Boxers. Can't wear shorts. You bought some trunks. I bought some trunks, okay. yeah. So everything is, it's sealed. It's, you're, you're hermetically, hermetically, hermetically thematically thematic, you're hermetically sealed in, so there's no chance of um, someone popping out to say hello. Mm. When um, you've got a, a young woman or a man, I'm not fussy. Um, um, you pounding know, pounding you, pounding me, hard.
8: Some people do that on purpose.
7: Yeah, I know, and I don't approve of that. But I, I've been but it they off.
9: Put a towel over you, anyway.
7: Um, yeah, but if, if they're doing one of those things where you're lying on your back and they lift your leg up. They get a look right down.
9: I've never had that. That's why they do that. Right
7: down the periscope. Um, So I have got... I can now go and have a massage safely, safe in the knowledge that neither myself will be embarrassed or the young lady will cry, you know, sexual harassment or something like that. So um, good time's coming. Good time's coming this week. Yeah?
8: That's
7: good. What did you do this weekend, Kels?
8: Um, I got back from Spain. Hey! Oh, hey! No, I did something better as well. I presented introducing...
7: What was it like coming back from Spain?
8: Yeah, it was good. On the way there, it was a bit... There's lots of old people that go to Benidorm. (sighs) So I thought our plane was going straight to heaven, but it didn't. It was fine.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Then if if that's the case, then we're broadcasting to uh, God's waiting room. That's the number of old people we have listening. And you presented BBC Introducing, did you?
8: I did, yeah. Oh,
7: well done. I haven't Thank got. You. I didn't listen to it, unfortunately.
8: That's OK. There's still time.
7: I mm. don't know. It was on Saturday, huh? so I can't. You can I listen didn't again take it. on what? the
8: iPlayer. I haven't got... Easy, we? We've got
7: road trip tomorrow. Go. Yeah, we're off.
8: Oh, you could. You could take it with you. Uh, well, I can't do that, no, I'm afraid. I'll set it up for you on no, the iPlayer.
7: no. That's very kind, but I have I spent a lot of yesterday when I should have been working mm. putting some wicked tunes on the iPod, baby. Oh, some God. wicked tunes. There's even a couple on there that you like might like, Catherine. So, I've never. Uh,
8: but uh, <coughs> there's tunes I played that I think you'll both really enjoy. Um. Give it a go.
7: Um, it's five minutes. Kath, what do you reckon? Come on, Kath. Kath?
8: Cat. Cat? Cas. Cat.
7: Cas. Cas. Cat. Cas. Cas.
11: Cat. Cat. Cat.
10: Cas. Cat. Cas.
13: Travel news for beds. Cards and bugs.
5: BBC three counties radio. Well, checking on the
15: cameras this morning is a very wet start this morning so do be uh, very careful on the roads. Taking a look at the Great North Road, it's looking a little bit slow approaching the Black Cat roundabout. That's uh, due to those major roadworks continuing there. Taking a look in Bearton and Burcourt Lane at the moment is blocked. This is due to a broken down lorry there, just between Ellsbury Road and Broughton Lane. The M25 expect delays there between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27 for the M11. And taking a look at the trains, there is some disruption at the moment on Great Northern between Letchworth, Garden City and Moorgate. Uh, do expect delays there throughout the morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. It's 6.17 or thereabouts. It's Monday the the 13th of October. It was July the other day. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An official report says 90% of care homes and hospitals don't look after people with dementia properly. NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, go on strike over pay this morning. And Lewis Hamilton edged closer to the Formula One title with victory at the Russian Grand Prix.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Don't listen to the radio, watch a tired old format on the television. On BBC One.
16: The future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams.
7: The
17: bold. I walk the walk, I talk the
18: talk, and I dance the dance. The
10: brash. My absolute worst nightmare is getting to age 40 with a 50 grand salary. And the brazen. I'm not arrogant, because what I'm saying is all true. Would you uh,
19: send the candidates in place? Yes,
13: the Apprentice fired. is back. Shut up. You're Shut up, you're fired. Total
2: shambles. You're fired.
13: You're so ugly, you're fired.
2: Night at 9 on BBC1 and BBC1HD. Dirty woman, you're fired.
7: C three counties radio now. Health experts claim extra screening at UK airports are unlikely to identify people who've recently contracted Ebola. Last week, the government decided against testing passengers arriving at Luton Airport, choosing Heathrow and Gatwick instead. Well, this is despite the fact that the airport is a major hub for passengers flying from um, um, Africa, Asia, and Europe. Well joining me now is the travel writer and journalist Simon Calder. Morning Simon. Yeah, good morning. You're not have I got this right? The screening process is just them asking a couple of questions. There's no actual medical checks or anything.
19: We don't know. Oh. It's um, we're, we're Now, four days since the government said, well, first of all, that they weren't going to be making checks, and then suddenly, oh, we are. Um, now, uh, On if you go back to Thursday morning, um, the medical profession, or at least the people I was talking to, said, yeah, they, they've got it right. There is absolutely no point um, tackling people who've maybe uh, sort of six or eight hours ago got on a plane in West Africa and have now landed here, because if they weren't symptomatic when they got on. It's very unlikely they'll be symptomatic when they get off. Um, Furthermore, people in the travel industry think, well, it's actually very difficult to identify where people have come from, um, there's no kind of, even though you're asked for kind of where you've got on the plane, um, if you've just got on at Paris Charles de Gaulle and flown to Luton, um, that's all the the government knows. It doesn't know that maybe you've um, just hopped off a plane from Conakry in Guinea. So it all seemed very impractical. Um, Then they said, we're going to do something. And since then, um, me and everyone else in the travel industry have been thinking, Okay, then, what are you going to do and uh we we're, we're no closer knowing the um, all we know is Department of Health issued a uh, a, a statement late on Friday saying we're going to tell you next week and um, on Saturday the BBC had an interview with the chief medical officer who said that basically this is all about raising awareness so that people who've flown in from West Africa will know, oh, if you start feeling a bit peaky then you've got to act quickly (laughs) Is Um, is
7: that sorry, sorry, sorry is that what it's about or is it to make us feel better, the citizens of Britain that, that it sounds like the government doing something
19: well i i find it difficult to conclude other than that's exactly what we are being uh, told mm. there was a huge clamor in some sections of the of politics and the media on thursday morning saying you know the americans are having screening why aren't we um and i think that was possibly made by people who didn't fully understand uh the nature you know, the, the fact that there's no Direct flights from uh, anywhere in, in the affected countries to the UK, and therefore everybody will have to change train, change planes and maybe get on a train or or, or uh, easy get hop to Luton or something. Um, it's very difficult to, uh, to to work out who you should be talking to. And bear in mind that even though they're leaving out lovely Luton, um, Heathrow, Gatwick, and some Pancras between them on a busy day, get about a hundred uh, sorry two hundred thousand people coming in, of whom a hand. For may have been to the affected parts of West Africa, and it's um, you know, a bit of a needle in a haystack exercise working out who they are.
7: Yeah, it is. And and, and uh, why have they missed out significant places like Luton Airport?
19: Well, uh, because I suppose they kind of took the view, oh well, we're gonna we've got to do something. Um, what are the two biggest airports in in the UK? There Heathrow and Gatwick. Well, we'll we'll do those then. Mm as opposed to the fact that uh, you know, typically your uh, people from the affected countries will be flying into Brussels on Brussels Airlines and then transferring and going to Birmingham or, or Manchester or, or Edinburgh. Um, so it, it's all very odd. I mean, I, it's trying to be positive, I'm imagining that the... the department for transport or someone will be having a word with air france with royal air maroc with uh, brussels airlines the only three airlines which are flying out of the uh, countries and saying right you have to tell us the final destination of the people you are boarding so that we can pick out the ones that we want to. So, you know, if they're flying into Paris, then you've got to tell us their connecting flight and almost their their kind of seat number, so we'll we'll track them down. uh, And then I heard um, other people say, oh, people should be checked before they get on the plane, which is a great idea, which is exactly what's been going on for weeks. The airlines aren't going to risk their staff, other passengers, contracting Ebola, so you've got to be in tip-top shape before you're even near the plane to fly out of West Africa. So um, everybody is, I think, fully aware of the uh, of the grave dangers and the terrible situation that's happening in West Africa and which needs to be tackled in West
7: Africa. Finally, Simon, I don't know if you saw the story uh, a couple of days ago. There was a gentleman on an aeroplane. He sneezed very loudly and went, oh, I think I've got Ebola. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, uh, the, the, everyone had to wait on the plane for several hours yeah. uh, while some four people in hazmat suits came on and escorted him off. Yes. Overreaction?
19: Well, um, uh, it's never a good idea to make jokes about security or... um Terrible diseases or anything, um, uh, but but it just shows the uh, the extent to which mm-hmm. everybody is panicking and everybody you know, uh, pe- people are saying, oh well, look if you've got if you've got somebody on a plane, um, they're going to infect 150 other people.
7: Doesn't work like um, that, does it?
19: No, it doesn't. You have to be. They have to be symptomatic, which they weren't when they first got on the plane in West Africa. Um, you have act- actively to touch their their saliva their their sweat their blood or other secretions yes. and ingest it oh. now personally when i'm on a plane i tend not to do that <laughs> with, with strangers you've learned you, to control
7: but, those urges
19: um I, I i manage to i manage not to do it and if you do those then there is no danger there's terrible danger for the people of west africa and it's absolutely awful and they need much more help dealing with it but uh um for for uh, people here to overreact well I just think it's very sad there's many important things to be mm. worrying about catching Ebola isn't one of them and if you're going to Madrid you're not going to get Ebola if you're going to Marrakech yes it's in the same country as um, uh, so same continent as, as these places but uh, there's no risk and East Africa and South Africa are actually further from Luton than um, uh, 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 further from, from the affected countries than, than Luton is so um, don't stop travelling. S-
7: Simon thank Thank you very much indeed, so, travel writer, journalist, Simon Calder. I did like that story. The fella did a big sneeze on the aeroplane. Oh, I think I've got Ebola! Plane was grounded, nobody was allowed off, four people in hazmat suits came and escorted him off!
9: I saw the video, everyone had their phones out, didn't they?
7: I think that's funny. Whenever I go travelling with my wife, when we go through security, I always lean over and say a little bit too loudly, where have you hidden the guns? And she get. I do or, you put the drugs in the suitcase, and she gets furious with me because we make you. Go, I, it's like that scene in—is uh, it Meet the Parents, where um, Ben Stiller make, says something about a bomb, and he gets thrown into security. Ah, come on, guys, are we allowed to make
9: jokes at airports anymore? Uh, apparently not, not unless you want to get dragged off by men in hazmat suits. I got
8: thoroughly searched on the way to Spain. <coughs> thoroughly? What?
9: How thoroughly? Like,
8: like not that. I,
7: Did they do a I, Diana Ross on you?
8: I thought that she might have fancied me.
7: Oh,
13: gosh. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look at
15: the cameras today, it is a very wet start on the road, so do be very careful uh, when driving this morning. Taking a look at the Great North Road, there's some major roadworks continuing at the, around the Black Cat roundabout, so it is building up on the approaches on camera. In Milton Keynes, roadworks continuing on Standing Way at Newport Road, so do expect some delays in the area there. The A414, building up a bit at the Park Street roundabouts. And the M25, do expect delays between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 26. For the M11, as those major road works continue. Disruption on great northern trains between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgate, and do expect delays there throughout the morning due to overrunning engineering works. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
11: I'll be in Eden
5: by a
13: Across beds, hearts, and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: half past six, I'm Leak New The headlines, the Care Quality Commission says there's serious concerns about the way patients with dementia are looked after. The watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals it investigated. Four men have been arrested on suspicion of murder after the death of a woman at a house in Watford. Police were called to Leavesden Road at around a quarter past nine on Saturday morning. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, says the government's taking further steps to deal with the risk of Ebola in Britain. The non-emergency 111 phone line will try to identify those at risk of developing the disease. And thousands of health workers are going on strike this morning in a dispute over pay. Nurses, midwives and other NHS staff will walk out in half an hour's time. The weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius at 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports, BBC Three Counties Radio. Harvich's Lewis Hamilton is seventeen points clear at the top of the drivers' championship after victory in the Russian Grand Prix. His teammate Nico Rosberg finished second, which means Mercedes have won the constructors' championship. Hamilton says the race couldn't have gone any better. An amazing weekend. Um,
20: once I was out in the lead, I was just really having to control, just looking after the tyres, and then you know, at the towards the end of the, the race, the car felt great,
7: so I, I could push or or not push.
0: The England captain, Wayne Rooney, scored from a free kick to give England a 1-0 victory over Estonia. It was Rooney's 43rd goal for England, and after the game, he said he agreed with Roy Hodgson's decision to rest Liverpool forward
20: Raheem Sterling for the first half. He's played a lot of games, and I think he's played fantastic this season when I've seen him play, and it's a lot to ask for a, a young lad, and he's he's coping fantastic with it. And Of course, there's times when um, you do get tired, and it's important that uh, you take that, that little bit of rest when you can, and Raheem and Roy felt... An it was a good opportunity for him to get that rest, in thankfully, it um, you know it hasn't cost us
0: there were victories for Luton Town and Wickham but the Stevenage manager Graham Wesley is under pressure after defeat defeated strugglers Carlisle. The Borough lost 3-0 and are 19th in the table. Stevenage had 55-year-old Dave Bessant on the bench.
20: Wesley says there's problems to overcome. Yeah, you know, we are struggling a little bit without one or two of the, the bigger characters and the bigger players. So, you know, we've got some we've got some problems that we understand. I'm not going to of course I'm not going to excuse, you know, a, a 3-0 defeat, but I am going to look at it in a in a factual way and, uh, you know, look at the attacking, look at the defending and make sure we go away and improve upon it because next week is a, is a home fixture I and mean, we need to make sure we back bounce back with three points.
0: And finally in Rugby Union, Bedford lost by a single point to Cornish Pirates 35-34 in the British and Irish Cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 7 o'clock.
5: If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: If you hear a whisper... If you oh. hear a whisper, give, give a, if you hear a, a shout. Give us a shout. If you hear a whisper, give us, a shout. A, whisper, give us a shout. If, if you, hear a, whisper, shout. A shout. If you hear a whisper, if you hear a whisper, <laughs> give us a shout.
3: If you hear a whisper, okay.
21: give us a shout. Shout. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout. If you hear a whisper, give us a shout.
8: That's beautiful. I've missed that.
7: I can do more. Go on then. If you hear a whisper... If you hear give a, us a whisper, shout. give us
22: a
20: shout. Whisper, yeah.
10: whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee, it's coolio.
8: Oh.
10: Nice to have you back, Else. Thanks.
8: I like yeah. got you confused with the rapper.
9: When are you off again?
7: <laughs> oh, no. no. Catherine Boyle joins me in the studio for our um, daily look at the newspapers. You're welcome to join us, not you, Kelly. Oh. Um, uh, on the, you, dear listen on the telephone. 08459. <laughs> Four double five, five double five. Uh, is the telephone number. I've got to say we've had some really um, good calls the last few. We had a day last week where only new callers were allowed. Excellent calls. Only three of them. Still, don't matter. Uh, they were
9: plum calls, though. They, no, they weren't plums. No, they were plum calls. What does that mean? it Means they were absolute
7: choice cuts of calls. Sainsbury's kick out woman for kissing her girlfriend. Well, then they must have kicked out two women.
9: Yes. Stu- it was on World Kissing Day or something, wasn't it?
7: Ooh, yay. Student, I don't think you should kiss in public, gay or straight. Oh, no. I think it's disgusting. No, I like a little...
9: Mm, mm. Anna- <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> Movie don't kissing. i
8: doing it with someone else. Movie-
7: <laughs> Why is kissing in the film so noisy? <laughs> they
9: dob that on afterwards, don't they?
7: <laughs> Student, Annabelle Sacker was shopping in her local Sainsbury's when she decided to give her girlfriend a spontaneous peck on the cheek. So not only... So not only were they... They, they, were, they, were, uh, in, they were shopping the most unerotic, unromantic scenario in the world, apart from sitting in a funeral parlour. One fellow customer, however... That would be weird, i kicked out of a funeral directors for kissing. One fellow customer, however, didn't see the light kiss as a romantic gesture. And reported the couple to a security guard who allegedly told them to leave. The female guard explained that the shopper complained that the lesbian clinch was disgusting and that she was worried for her child. What?
9: Another woman. Well done, sisters.
7: Well done. Infuriated, the 22-year-old reported the incident to fellow gay rights activists, declaring that Sainsbury's were guilty of perpetrating a hate crime. Oh, for goodness sake. Kelly, what
9: are you doing later? Seeing you. Fancy trip to Sainsbury's? Oh. Place, please.
7: Can we get... Jo- what we need to do... it will wh-
9: show him disgusting. What's...
7: <laughs> we need Justin to go and snog a fellow in, uh, in Sainsbury's. He's we probably
8: need- already doing it, to yeah, be fair. Yeah,
7: yeah. <laughs> um, I don't... I, 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 think, I think the guard was right to stop them. Not because it was a lesbian kiss. Because
8: it was any kiss. Because
7: it was a kiss in public.
8: But on, on the cheek.
7: Well... another we, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm,
8: uh, Just, you know, it's on the cheeks. people like each other.
7: Here we go. Here's something. Right. So the last paragraph has got absolutely nothing to do with this story. It's completely irrelevant facts. So the second from last paragraph is a statement from Sainsbury's. We've called her to apologise. We'll be making a donation to a charity of her choice. End of story. There's an extra bonus paragraph. Director's cut. Let's have a look. Miss Saka, who is originally from Hampster Garden suburb, North London where she was brought up by her leading lawyer father Jonathan, 59 and estate agent mother Maria, 55, in a £3 million house Why do we need to know this? said she was delighted with the response She's since made the supermarket one of her favourites on Facebook Why do we need to know about her mum and the fact that she was brought up in a £3 million house? So we think less of her or more of her one of the well, two. they've
9: also shown a picture of her, so you can see that she's a rather young, attractive, she's long-haired one of, lesbian. She's one
7: of the good-looking lesbians. That's kind of what they're saying. Of course, that's exactly what they're saying. Yeah, and the, she's rich. She yeah, should go to Waitrose. The guard was totally right to stop them kissing, not because it was uh, a lesbian kiss, because it was a kiss. I hate PDAs, public displays of affection. It's the,
9: horrible. There's PDAs and there's e-PDAs, excessive PDAs, where they might as well just, you know...
7: Why don't we to do it in the road? <laughs> oh, it's horrible. No, I'll have, I'm having you none of that. You usually
9: get over that by the time you're 15 and you've got somewhere else to go. Yeah. Don't I, you?
7: I think it's disgusting, really. What you got?
9: Um, I've got talking about, of,
7: talking about PDAs, that that fella's up to it well, again, isn't it? Oh,
9: I, I feel sorry for him, actually. I, I'm wondering whether anyone else does. Tory Brooks Newmark had a two-year affair behind his wife's back. 56-year-old millionaire quit as an MP after it emerged. He sent snaps to two women. Actions he dismissed yesterday as late-night flirtations, but the sun can reveal he began a romance with one of them. Oh, I mean, for heaven's sake...
7: Public shaming. Hey, guys. Let's public shame somebody. This
9: this is someone who's now been admitted, apparently, to a a psychiatric facility. So I I don't know really what more the son wants of this man.
7: They want blood.
9: Uh, Let's bear in mind he's got five children.
7: They want the children's tears. There's not really a lot in the papers today, if I'm completely honest. Um,
9: Kelly Brook's still broken up with that um, meat man. (laughs) The
7: meat man. Is that just because he's buff?
9: He's just a meathead, isn't he?
7: Oh, come on, guys. What is he Good. for?
9: Apart Good. from squats. Oh, this poor girl. Packbacker Daniela Liverani had a three-inch leech up her oh. nose for more than a month. Oh. The critters thought to have nested in a nostril. Oh, uh, how, well, Did she know
7: it was up there for that She month?
9: thought she ha- was having just nosebleed. She put it <laughs> oh. down to a burst blood vessel oh. for a motorbike crash. But she spotted the slimy... B- See, that could never live in my daughter's nose. That would be out. Because she
7: Fingers always regularly up
9: there. investigates what's going on yep, up there. Yep, yep, yep. She spotted the slimy bloodsucker back home in Edinburgh. So she brought it back. Daniela said, I tried to blow him out. Oh,
11: flip! it. And heck. grab him, but
9: I couldn't get a grip. Oh, no. When I was in the shower, he came out as far as my bottom lip. Oh, no, mm-hmm. mate, no. no. So,
7: um, oh, God, that's horrible. Imagine you were kissing her.
9: What's been stuck up your nose? Call me now. Oh, wait,
7: 459 five, 555 four, double five, double five. Want to hear how the BBC is spending your money? Apart from paying us monkeys to come and talk nonsense uh, every morning, £220,000 for BBC lessons on iPhones. Why don't they just book a session at the Genius Bar? Those guys will tell them exactly what to do. BBC chiefs have blown £220,000 of licence fee money training staff how to use iPhones. Adore, you turn it on. If you don't know how to use it, you ask Siri.
9: Isn't an iPhone... I've got an iPad, I haven't got an iPhone. Isn't it intuitive? You just learn how to use it
7: by not being a wallet. Six-year-olds can use it. The cash was splashed, helping 784 workers over three years at the cost of nearly £300 per person. Last night, the BBC insisted the training would save money in the long run and pointed out last year's £42,000 iPhone training bill was the lowest by far. Last night, a spokesman said the iPhone training was aimed at the effective and advanced use of mobile technology. Oh, this is all this nonsense where we've got to tweet and film everything and take pictures. I know how to tweet, I know how to film stuff, and I know how to take pictures. Waste of your money, dear listener.
9: Although some people don't know and should not be anywhere near a mobile phone at any time.
7: Tony Fisher? <laughs> <laughs> is, that who, is that who we're talking about? Uh, 455 five nine four double five five double five. We'll have another look at the papers in a second. We may even speak to Justin Daly if we can think of something to say to him. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
15: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 this morning, looking very slow on the speed sensors between junction 12 for Flittick and junction 9 at Redbourne. The A1M is also looking heavy um, just around junction 8 for Stevenage. Taking a look at so far in Harpington, and heavy moving on St Albans Road at the moment in both directions at Station Road. And in Brickettwood, already looking heavy on the North Orbital Road, just at junction 21A for the M25. The M25 itself, um, three lanes are closed at the moment between junction 15 and the M4 and Junction 14 for Airport Way is looking busy now to Junction 17 at Maple Cross because of an accident and disruption at the moment on a Great Northern trains between Letchworth, Garden City and Moorgate. Do expect delays there for the rest of the morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. 6.46. It's Monday the 13th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. An official report says 90% of care homes and hospitals don't look after people with dementia properly. Thousands of NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, go on strike overpay in 15 minutes' time. And Lewis Hamilton won a race. Oh, here's the weather with Kate. Beds,
21: hearts and bucks weather.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio.
21: Good morning. It's a rather wet and windy start to the new working week. Lots of rain, heavy rain and a strong breeze as well. The wind is going to gradually get stronger through the course of the morning and into the afternoon. Fairly miserable I have to say across all three counties. Some of the rain, like I said, is going to produce quite a lot. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place. We could see some localised flooding but it's with the added breeze that things are going to feel really quite cool and chilly and somewhat disappointing. The maximum temperature we're likely to get up to around 15, maybe 16 Celsius. Now, the rain looks like it could start to fragment later on this afternoon, which means it could start to brighten up. We may get a sunny spell, and that's when we're going to get our warmest of the temperatures now overnight the clouds going to stay with us outbreaks of rain but it's going to become lighter the wind's going to fall light as well so uh, we run the risk of maybe a bit of mist and fog developing so quite a murky old start to tuesday morning minimum temperature 10 celsius overnight for tomorrow lots of cloud outbreaks of rain slightly less breezy but there is still one there just not quite as fierce as today And the maximum temperature up to 15 celsius and that's your forecast
0: On Inside Out, we bring you a special programme, Living With Dementia. We discover new concerns about poor standards of training for carers.
23: There's some training that's provided, which actually just means that people are sat in front of computers and going through um, an e-learning course, and and frankly, it's not as good as it could be.
0: We ask, could an idea trialled in Norfolk help relatives caring for a loved one with the condition? And we reveal the very latest Cambridge research aimed at better diagnosis.
7: Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the tele... Why do we keep advertising television programmes on here? It really bugs me. We're a radio station. Why don't we advertise the brilliant radio programmes that are on other radio stations?
9: Inside Out, tonight, BBC 1, 7.30.
7: Oh, you totally, um... Gosh, I nearly said something vulgar. You're well, t- they might advertise us one day. They won't! They won't. They turned me down for a job. Ah ah, ah, no, I see. ah! ah! Now you get it, don't you, Just? You have beef, my friend. I have beef. I just don't understand why as a radio. Yeah. Star, I know it's one BBC. Mm, mm. Why, let's advertise the ra- let's advertise yeah. the shows we've got. Everyone knows that Inside Out is on. Everyone knows the Appre- having a trailer for the Apprentice on this show is going to get them what yeah. three extra viewers. I think
2: it's bang out of order. Strictly the Apprentice, oh, Inside strict, Out, the football.
7: Strictly, Strictly doesn't need us to advertise no. it.
2: Well, what about my show, guys? Saturdays, 12 until 2. What
7: yep. about a trail for my show, yep. BBC Bosses? Yeah. 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 Look at, yeah. Look at Catherine. She's hanging out with the naughty lads and she's about to go home to her mum. Look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You right, yeah. deals.
2: Yeah, it's, I'll tell you what, though, boss. There's um, not a good vibe out here today. <laughs> it is
7: absolutely chucking it down. Which is why we want to get you out there as much as we can. Yeah. <laughs> you came in and you had a very... Well, normally, when you come in, you are the most joyous, soul it's wonderful to see you first thing in the morning it, li- it lightens all of our lives mm, mm. you are right grumpy this morning it
2: just makes my life hard you know street life in the mornings when you're approaching people on the street that that's one thing people on the way to work but on the way to work and it's chucking it down yeah. it makes my job hard Wait, what you I'm understand saying.
9: about justin is he's a sunflower Mm. he needs those rays
2: exactly, Mm. I need those rays coming down I'm actually outside the L&D I should be reporting on this a bit later on for you, NHS workers uh, they're staging their first strike over pay in more than 30 years, Um, the staff are expected to walk out around 7 o'clock this morning, I'll be talking to those and you'll hear that report after 8 o'clock but but also, what's your beef with people kissing in public I don't get it.
7: It's disgusting mate, lesbian, gay straight, I don't care, I don't want to see it. I think it's absolutely lovely. There's a, ti- there's a time and the place for that, and Ooh. that is in the bedroom between 11pm and 11.15pm. <laughs> Come oh, on, it's not 1965. It. No, mate, th- th- I don't this like This is people
2: it. out there who love each other, showing affection in public. I think it's beautiful.
7: Here's the thing, right, if you're walking down the street holding hands with your lover, mm. right, and it's a narrow street, and I'm coming towards you, yeah. don't make me budge up. Split up, I don't mean split up permanently, that would be uh, an overreaction wow. But let go of your hands and walk in single file Are you for real? No, I'm serious, I'm serious about this Incredible I don't, I don't want to have to lean up against the railings or for you Listen, you're a guy Yeah
2: You can admit you love somebody, you can show affection on the street There's something happened to you in your younger years that's, that's scarred you I don't get you
7: kissing in public holding hands in public i don't mind the, People i don't, love it i don't mind the holding hands so much just mm. to, i don't like arms around the shoulders because mm. that's really hard it's to awkward. walk it's awkward it's awkward the girls find it hard to walk with the arms around the shoulders because yeah, they seem because to we're like lower it lower
9: down We'll so it so so we're lowered down, so we're around like bombs, aren't we? Yeah, and I... but that's why sometimes I put it in, in the back pocket.
7: Oh, I it's see. Really, it nah. looks affectionate,
9: but actually, I'm just I'm just sort of resting and uh, securing myself.
7: <laughs> 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 it, it's the kissing is is uh, the arm in arm is nice, mm-hmm. like yeah. for a stroll along the promenade. Yeah. I like that. Just no kissing. No so, kissing, mate. So... A, a, a peck. Oh, I mean, if you had to. French kissing, no, tongues and that, no thank you mate, but no thank you. Everywhere you go there's a memory, you, you could be walking through, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll give you a memory in me, a minute, Bear with me. you got punched him. in the okay. face by me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you're walking through Sainsbury's with the one that you love, okay, and there's a DVD, that, that you come past you say, oh do you remember when we watched that at the cinema five years
7: ago Oh, or you're walking past memory. the frozen chipolatas and she yeah. says oh do you remember Just yeah. let's have a little snoggy snog yeah, no exactly why would you snog in Sainsbury's it's unhygienic when the
2: moment takes you the moment takes you that's all I'm saying Kath
7: you up for it in public always
9: yeah
2: yeah good for you
7: We want you to go and snog a fella in Sainsbury's.
2: (laughs) Well, some fella tried to snog me at the weekend. I shall say no more. Say more. Um, He said to me, what's a a polite, young, handsome guy like you doing in Hemel Hempstead? I said, well, I live here, boss.
7: See (laughs) you. Hey, listen, you only live once. You've got to give everything a go. Right. Right, Well, as well as investigating striking uh, medical workers, kissing in public, can you take it to the streets? Oh, I love the variety. Absolutely.
9: So it's PDAs, wahey or no way.
7: Mmm. Absolutely. You're always yes, thinking, it. Catherine. <laughs> I wish you'd stop. Speak to you later, just Take care, Ian. Ta-ta. No. I wait 459, 455, 505. You've got to stop that thinking. Why? Go on, give us one more thing and then we're going to play a song. Uh, All right, play a song yeah. then. Yeah. i
24: play the street light because there's no place I can go.
7: Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. People kissing in public, straight or gay, uh, whatever the way. Yay or nay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever they're up to. I'm not, I just don't, I don't like it. Well, it's not for you, is it? No, well, I I have to see it. It's like ugly people. I I have to see them, so they should do something about it. (laughs) I'm happy with the way I look. You haven't got to see it every day. I have, ugly people.
9: It's a bit like my neighbour who never puts a bin away. She didn't have to look at it, did it's she? It's exactly,
7: well, no, it's exactly like your neighbour. Right, you'll see it, you'll see it. Tomorrow. By the way, I took in uh, some posts for my uh, neighbour the other day, not the grumpy ones, the other ones, and it was a pleasure when the fella from Parcel Force, uh, no, what was the ones that dress in brown? Uh, U.P.S. S. The fella from UPS, and he looked all apologetic, he said, I'm really sorry, mate, would you mind taking this in for your people over I, I like rode? them,
9: they wear shorts as if they're in America. Yeah,
7: yeah, I went, do you know what, it would be a pleasure and I signed the thing and I took it and then we took it then we took it over and they got a big house the people opposite massive house and they've got one of these electric um, drive gateways never been in there and I took the boys over there to take this past in and Alexander's looking around going wow and uh, he said Daddy when can, when can we go back to that house and I said well n- never we don't live there we can look at it from afar 08459 4555555
15: very slow moving at the moment on the M1 heading southbound between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The A1M also looking rather heavy on the sensors between Junction 3 at St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. Taking a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing at the moment between Junction 15 for the M4 and Junction 14 for Airport Way. It's looking busy now to Junction 17 at Maple Cross. This is all due to an accident that's happened there. The M40 also heavy heading towards London between Junction 5 at Stoken Church and Junction 4 for High Wycombe. And take a look at the trains, disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgate. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Nicola, do you agree with me? Kissing in public is, is disgusting and should be stopped immediately. No, I'm quite a big fan of that. Oh, nice. I bet you're all, all times. I bet you're snogging- I bet you're even squeezing bums and things, aren't you? Oh yes. You disgust me.
5: Ah! <laughs>
0: Clarkheim Liak knew the headlines concern about the standard of dementia care plans to identify people with Ebola over the phone and Lewis Hamilton wins the Russian Grand Prix
5: BBC 3 Counties Radio
0: The Care Quality Commission says there's serious concern about the way patients with dementia are looked after the watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals it investigated George McNamara from the Alzheimer's Society says the entire system needs a rethink
14: for two long- Dementia has been uh, in in the shadows in terms of uh, the type of care and support needed and what we really need is a a real revolution within our care homes and hospitals. Um, Actually, you know, if dementia care isn't right in these settings, then it's letting down many, many people and that's totally unacceptable.
0: Four men have been arrested on suspicion of murder after the death of a woman at a house in Watford. Police were called to Leavesden Road at around quarter past nine on Saturday morning. The government's planning further steps to deal with the risk of Ebola in Britain. The non-emergency 111 phone line will try to identify those at risk of developing the disease. Travel writer Simon Calder says plans to introduce screening at some British airports is unlikely to make a difference.
19: If they weren't symptomatic when they got on. It's very unlikely they'll be symptomatic when they get off. Furthermore, if you just got on at Paris Charles de Gaulle and flown to Luton, that's all the, the government knows. It doesn't know that maybe you've um, just hopped off a plane from Conakry in guinea
0: thousands of nhs health workers have gone on strike this morning in a dispute over pay the government's refused to give staff a 1% rise this year chief nursing officer jane cumming says staff should think hard about the consequences of industrial action
15: i know that nhs staff are incredibly professional they do the job which is hard they work very hard and they put the safety of patients first So I would say to staff, I know that you're professional, I know that you will think very carefully about any action you take, but our patient safety must be our priority and I know that's what staff will be thinking of.
0: A campaign group's objecting against plans to put fluoride back into Bedford's water supply at the end of the year. That's despite research which says the NHS could dramatically reduce hospital admissions for the removal of rotten teeth if fluoride's added to areas with high levels of tooth decay. and Duncan reports.
21: Fluoride
6: stopped being added to the water supply in the Bedford area around three years ago. Improvements are being made to the treatment works in Clapham Road. The scheme's due to be completed by the end of this year and fluoride will be reintroduced. Bedford Allergy Support Group says it's angry that the Borough Council won't consider reducing or removing fluoride from the water supply
0: cheers Lewis Hamilton, 17 points clear at the top of the Drivers' Championship after victory in the Russian Grand Prix. And in football, it was a 1-0 win for England in their Euro 2016 qualifier against Estonia. The weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain today. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius at 61 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
22: And I give this guarantee... That we as Scots, with these powers, we guarantee the National Health Service will remain in public hands, universal, free at the point of need, forever or as long as the
6: Scottish people want it.
5: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From Nine. The JVS Show. With the big phone-in, the
6: hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From Twelve.
5: Nick Coffer.
6: With Heidi Hayek to Geoffrey Holland, and a blind builder from Milton Keynes who's been named one of Britain's most influential people with disability. From Three.
5: Roberto Peroni. I'm here with a
6: roundup of the day's news, the
5: latest
13: travel, and your stories. From Six.
2: Three Counties Sport. With a look back at the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots... Sport across beds, hearts, and bucks. Today
5: on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Morning! An hour's gone. I don't quite know how that happened. It's the third. Was it the thirteenth of October, Catherine? So how did that happen? The third. It was July the seventeenth, like five minutes ago. Mm. It is now virtually Christmas. Just over two months. Do you, so you remember November, we- December? Two months till Christmas.
9: Only a couple of weeks ago, we were saying, "Isn't it mild though?" Isn't it's it mild. Though? Now
7: it's cold, isn't it? Isn't it though? I was seriously thinking when I was out and about yesterday buying my massage pants. I was seriously thinking, oh, while I'm in town, I could do a bit of Christmas shopping. <gasps> isn't that? I won't. I'll do it on December the. 19th, but it crossed my mind.
9: I've normally got some of it done by now. I have even started. Aye, aye, let's I, not talk about it now.
7: No, let's... Uh, no. I do like a bit of Christmas, though. I don't like the politics around Christmas, you know, about Jesus and all that. No, not that. I mean the family politics. Mm. Who go where and when. But I like the food. Hey! My first Christmas with a turkey and 25 Christmases! It's
9: going to be a massive disappointment. Eh, what? Yeah, turkey's a bit...
7: Oh, I had a nice bit of lamb yesterday. Do you remember I used to be a vegetarian for twenty-five years? Vaguely, isn't that weird? What a weirdo? Lots coming up on the show this morning, including dementia, Ebola, and a kissing in the public. It's a bad, bad thing. Gay or straight, rich or poor, black or white. Don't... Good thing about my baby, don't matter if you're black or white. Is that the... I don't want to see you kissing. I do not want to see any kissing by anybody in public. Whereas for me,
9: you can fill your boots for all I can. Exactly.
7: Well, Get in. You, you... Oh, what? Did, no. 08459 455 555... Across beds,
13: hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm going to murder Ian What?
7: Where did that come from? Uh, yeah, the kissing in public thing—it's—it's it's a real pet hate of mine. I just—we're—we're we're not French, you know. We're not—we're not—we're not foreign. We're British. We don't do these kind of things.
9: I didn't really see a lot of kissing in public from the French when I was in Paris. It was other people bringing it to uh, imported kisses. But in Spain, they do it all the time. Flipping in Spain,
7: they're, they're virtually they're virtually do, 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 do doing it in the road. They're just constantly at it. Those continent, partly because of the heat and, and because they're all beautiful. The heat, the fact they're beautiful, and the fact that they're 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 very um, poor, dirty countries. What? No, huh? Spain's a filthy country, isn't it? No. Oh, mate. Oh well. Well, hang on. If only we knew someone who'd recently come back from España. Yeah, but she's
9: been to flipping.
8: Where have you been? Bantadam. What? Bantadam.
9: Benadorm.
7: Right. And isn't it filthy there? No, it's actually Yes, not. it's filthy there, Ian. Oh, because they're they're quite poor there, aren't they? Yes, they're really poor area Ian. It's filthy. It's not their fault. Well, it is partly their fault. They do everything cash in hand and don't keep receipts, do they? That's right, Ian. Now you say that. Uh, and they tried to uh, grab all the land that we bought off them. They grabbed it back illegally, didn't they? Well, not technically illegally. They changed the law, so it was legal. Yeah. But it's a dirty country, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah, I've
8: got a lot of knowledge on it, though. Thank
7: you very much indeed. 08459... Four double five, five double five.
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
13: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. <sighs>
7: I'm making myself laugh. I shouldn't. On to serious issues now, dear listener. A report out this morning has raised serious concerns about the quality of dementia care being offered in nursing homes and hospitals. The Care Quality Commission found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the 149 facilities inspected at random. So what's going on? Delicia Bernard was a carer at the Meppersholt care home in Bedfordshire before it was closed down in the wake of a damning CQC report. Morning, Delisha. Good morning. Uh, I remember um, uh, when this happened that you were you were absolutely devastated, weren't you? I was.
25: Yeah. Why was it
7: so upsetting for you? Well,
25: because obviously I'd worked there for eighteen years, and even to this day I still haven't got over it. I'm. It, it's a dreadful thing, absolute dreadful thing to to ha- have to happen to anybody
7: It was primarily the, the dementia unit at Mepershaw that let the side down what went wrong do you think?
25: I don't know really probably um, staff probably weren't trained properly to deal with um, dementia because obviously it is a very it can be a very demanding job um, especially with dementia people Um
7: did you have any specific training for dementia?
25: just based the basic training
7: and what did that, what would that involve?
25: It would just go in on like courses yeah. and sitting in a room and talking about
7: it and because uh, I remember my granddad had dementia it, it, it is um, it's hard work isn't it to deal with does, really yeah. hard work
25: especially when you know they don't even know who you are or where they are or it is it can be very, very challenging. Were there enough
7: of you, Delicia, to, to cope?
25: No, probably that was another thing. Yeah, because a lot of them do need a lot of dementia people need one to one care,
11: um,
25: but um, you don't. Obviously, you don't get that. Um,
7: one of the things I've always said that we uh, need to uh, to get. It, to encourage, and this is not knocking all carers; some of them are excellent. Uh, but to encourage, um, perhaps more committed people to become carers, we need to pay them a decent wage, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. They, they, they see and do stuff that uh, would, you know, cause yeah. other people to flinch, and yet yeah, the yeah. pay is terrible. The pay is terrible.
25: I haven't been able to get a job back in care.
7: Um, Why's that been? I don't know. Do you think that having Mepeshul on I your CV... I think that
25: Mepishaw thing is, you know, and it's, 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 dist- well, it's destroyed me. I'm a, i am a, you know, so if there's anyone out there that needs a good carer, I'm just waiting to, because I love my job and I would have still been there today mm. if it hadn't have shut.
7: So you're one, of, from when we spoke before, it's, you, it would appear that you're one of the people that should be encouraged to stay in caring because, hey, here's a, a, here's a clever thing, you care. Mm,
25: you know, I've had people that I looked after ring me and I've seen them out in the street and they can't just believe that I've not got back into care.
7: Oh, Delisha. Uh, listen, I'm really sorry. And, um, you know, keep, keep going because we need people like you doing this sort of job.
25: Yeah.
7: Delisha, thanks for your time. Take care. OK, thank you. Keep our fingers crossed. Thank you very much. <laughs>
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
7: This
13: is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Seriously, guys. Um, how uh, the simple question, The answer to the question: How do we make uh, care is better? Well, w- one answer is let's pay them a decent amount of money. They get paid a pittance for doing flipping horrible job. You know, let's get it down to basic levels. They're wiping old people's backsides. You know, they're cleaning up all kinds of mess. That's the physical aspect of it. They're also looking after your husband, your wife, your nan, your grandad, my mum. And we want them to have a decent life, don't we? Pay them a, we claim a good wage. 08459 455 555. Mark's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Mark. Hi, yeah. What you got for us? You were talking about staying a few minutes ago. Yes, I was. Yeah, um, well, I can't see how you can say it's a
22: dirty country. It's, they actually, over here, you're looking for local authority every week, In some places it's every two weeks. In Spain, they do it every night.
7: Then why is it so filthy there? I don't think it is. Oh, what parts of Spain have you been to? I've actually, we, we've been to Menorca for several summers. I've also been there for over 20 years. See, Menorca's going to be all right. I mean, a little bit chavvy, but it's going to be all right, isn't it? Because it's a big... There's a lot of money in Menorca, but you go out to some of the smaller towns and villages where there is no money, um, they're in a right old state. Well, there's not actually that much money in our Cuff. If you go down the high street
22: in the resort that I used to work in, and can't yeah. afford that, in 1995 all the bars was taken. Now it's about only 30, 35% 30, the of them's actually open because of what,
7: all the closing oh, presents. Well, in that case, if it, that, that's why it's so clean there. If there's only 35% of the bars are still open, there's not that many people to mess it up. Well, there's still the same number of people going there, it's just they're not going out of the old as much. Oh, blimey. They <laughs> do a lot of well. They do. They're they're a, they're a mucky bunch. The Spanish, aren't they? They're always at it in the streets. No, not from the Have you not? No. Are you sure you're talking about Spain and not Germany? Yeah, positive. Oh blimey! All right, Mark. Thank you very much indeed. I think he's confused. He's looking in the wrong places. He's looking in the wrong place. They're always at it. The Spaniards. The park
9: after dark.
7: Oh really? Really? Is that where you used to go? No. For a little bunky bunky. Really? Oh, dear. I just... Um, um, but you've got a lot of young
9: people who haven't got their own places.
7: Oh, no. I have never, and I'm going to phrase this very carefully because we have young ears in cars, I have never um, had it away... A
9: romantic...
7: Outside. Moment. Never. Oh. Because it's, the you know, it re- as I said, the bedroom between 11pm and 11.15pm. <laughs> That's it, ladies and gentlemen. There is no other window of opportunity right? as far as I is concerned. It's
9: an interesting insight.
7: Uh, I, d- I don't get this. Um, why are we talking about this? Snogging in pub- Oh, the lesbian woman.
9: Yes. Lesbian in the, in... woman.
7: <laughs> just to be more specific, Sarah, <laughs> as opposed to the lesbian man. In
9: the supermarket, she was told that her uh, kissing was not welcome.
7: That she was kicked out by the guard. Good, I say. Good. Not because she was a lesbian woman, because she was kissing in public. It's disgusting. It's
8: just a peck on the cheek, though.
7: Yeah, it's good. Not... Boot her out. Supposing some of... Uh, do, have we not got an Ebola crisis in this country right now? now no, supposing we haven't not in this country right yet, now. yet but if, if these perverts carry on <laughs> with their their inappropriate sexual behavior over the broccoli then who knows what's going to happen supposing their supposing their diseased saliva had dropped on a plum
9: well you should always wash and and then
7: I, I, I ate that plum i could have ebola you
9: probably haven't we'll be speaking to an expert later on and you can put that question to them if you dare I suggest you do not four double
7: five 0-8459-455. 555.
13: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties
15: Radio. Starting off this morning in Milton Keynes um, It's blocked at the moment on Standing Way um, Just at Steinbeck Crescent uh, Due to an accident that's happened there The M1 uh, London bound Very heavy moving at the moment Between Junction 10 at Luton Airport, Spur Road And Junction 6A for the M25 Taking a look at the M25 itself Heading anti-clockwise at the moment is blocked between Junction 22 for St Albans And Junction 21A Now this is all due to an accident that's happened there as well Curing at the moment on the m 40 London bound between Junction 5 at Stoke and Church and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabout. And looking at the trains, disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgate. This is due to some overrunning engineering works. Nicola
7: Richards, BBC Three
15: Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. Morning, it's 7.16, it's Monday the 13th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on Tick Your Rage Diaries now, BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Health inspectors have found that 90% of care homes and hospitals don't look after people with dementia properly. NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, have gone on strike over pay this morning and campaigners in Bedford say they'll fight plans to put fluoride back into the water supply. BBC's
5: Three Counties Radio. I'm
7: going to have a quick sausage roll while Roberto talks to us.
5: Every weekday from three.
7: Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local
13: people. What's your story?
22: Seems there's a law for them and then there's one for the press. And I
10: disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their properties. Has Ken Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid
22: from the public
5: purse. Local life.
22: Do you want to know how much my carers allowance goes up by
5: every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it fair
7: to target people? On
5: Weekdays from 3. BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Health experts claim that uh, extra screening procedures at UK airports are unlikely to identify those who've recently acquired the Ebola virus. Last week, the government decided against testing passengers at Luton Airport, choosing Heathrow and Gatwick instead. Well, this is despite it dealing with flights from Africa, Asia and Europe. We can speak now to virologist Dr Ben Newman. Morning, Ben. Good morning. Now, I I, I think, don't the most of us know this is not an airborne disease now? Because I've heard so many reports on the news of how it can and can't be transmitted. Let's, Let's just get the basics. It's not airborne, is it? And it's actually, it's quite difficult to get Ebola, isn't it?
18: That's right. Compared to other viruses, Ebola is really tough to catch. You've got to have your hands in the bodily fluids of a person who is in the very late stages of the disease... And then you have to accidentally transfer a little bit of that to your nose or eye or mouth.
7: So why has it, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll I'll let you answer. Why has it spread so quickly in in parts of Western Africa?
18: It's actually spread very slowly compared to other viruses. Uh, The only reason it's spreading at all is because of uh, fear, because people are running away from doctors when they get sick instead of going to hospital. This could all be over inside of a month if we could actually keep healthy people and sick people separated. But it's really hard to do in practice.
7: I, I, um, am I right in thinking that the, the more people die of the flu than die of Ebola?
18: Yeah, uh, it's uh, the estimates are that more people may die in the, of the flu in the UK this year than of Ebola. Although you know that varies from year to year, but mm. yeah. It's a rare disease, uh, even at this stage, even as bad as it sounds. Uh, d- d- how, d- is there any treatment for it yet? Yeah, I know they've been working on a drug. Do we know whether that's effective yet? We know it works in the lab, and we know it works in some kinds of monkeys, but we don't know if it works in a person who's sick with Ebola. Uh, even the monkeys that are our closest match get a fairly different disease to the one that we get uh, when they have Ebola.
7: And how do some people, we, we've had a couple of cases in, in, in the States and in Europe, how do some people survive it and some people don't is it just that they they're spotted earlier or is it just a a personal fitness thing
18: so being spotted early can help because they can get you into the hospital the only thing that's going to cure Ebola that we know of now is a person's immune system and everybody's different you inherited your immune system from your parents it's a combination of them and some people get a lucky one and some people don't now, the hydration therapy in hospital, that just gives the immune system longer to work without the uh, biological machinery breaking down.
7: And so is that all they're doing? When, when we hear about these, this, this uh, nurse in hospital in Spain, they, they're just keeping her hydrated. Is that all they can do?
18: Hydrated, comfortable. They can, uh, if they notice her organs start to fail, uh, as with Thomas Eric Duncan, they can put her on dialysis. But uh, by that point, you're probably uh, past much hope.
7: This screening at um, airports and Eurostar, It's a bit of a nonsense,
18: isn't it? It's not going to pick up anybody in the early stages, and anybody in the late stages should have already been picked up leaving West Africa. But, you know, there's at least a small chance. It's part of a bigger preparedness package. I think the things that are going to do, be more effective are things like sending out troops to build hospitals in Sierra Leone. This mm. is what's going to actually help in the long run.
7: Yeah, that, that I think most people agree that we need to, uh, to 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 kind of stop it there as best as we can.
18: Yeah, absolutely uh, at the it, source. We all with
7: every few years we hear we get bird flu or, or um, Chinese flu or uh,
18: swine flu. Is this just another one of those things that, that will flare up for a bit and then go away? Ebola has been flaring up for the last 38 years, about every uh, year and a half to two years there's a new outbreak, and it's in animals that live all across Central Africa, and as long as animals and people both live there, there will be occasional Ebola outbreaks, but in the future I would hope that we'd be able to stop them more quickly than this one.
7: Uh, And what what should our, our emergency services, if anything, be doing in preparation
18: I liked what I was seeing uh, both in the U.K. and in the U.S. They were doing drills uh, as if someone with Ebola was coming into the hospital. Oh, yeah, a, that was at
7: the weekend, wasn't it? That a big eight-hour drill.
18: Yeah, and experience is the, one th- the most valuable thing in dealing with an Ebola patient. You can have all the gear, but if you don't put it on right, and especially if you don't take it off right once your hands are covered in potential Ebola, That's when you can uh, have mistakes and that's when you can have terrible consequences.
7: Finally, Ben, uh, um, I I believe the treatment centre for Ebola in this country would be the Royal Free in Hampstead, a hospital I know very well as I had to wait there um, one night when my car broke down. That's another story. But it's a really built-up area. It's on the the edge of London, the fringes of London. Should we be having uh, uh, the Ebola treatment in such a built-up area?
18: The problem in West Africa is that there aren't very many hospitals in these built-up areas. Built-up areas is where your cases are going to come from, and it's most important to deal with them quickly and, uh, yeah, with as little transportation as possible. So, yeah, I think that's a good idea.
7: Ben, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Virologist Dr. Ben Newman, 08459 455555.
5: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
7: This is
13: Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: I was worrying about Ebola last week. I'm not that bothered this week. I'm not that bothered. I mean, I'm bothered, and it's sad what's happening, but I've kind of been reading into it a little bit more, and I'm not that worried. I think I got caught up in the uh, hysteria, not the Def Leppard album, the actual thing uh, in it. And I'm not that that worried about it anymore. I was. I'm not that bothered anymore. you bothered about it, Cows?
8: Hello, Richard. Can I put do no.
7: three and three? No, I'm not a problem. I mean, it's sad, obviously. It's Not that bad. There really is absolutely nothing in the paper yeah, today. Okay. Page three has obviously got, well, page three of the sum.
8: Why is page three still page three?
7: It won't be page three for much longer.
8: Will it just be page six?
7: No, it will still be page three, but I don't think we'll see nipples. What,
8: well, are they going to cover them up? I think so. What will those girls do?
7: Um, get, get warm mm. for the first time in their lives. But Good beneath point. that... There's a story about a squirrel. Uh, nuts Artu. vampire squirrel, jumped me as I watched Dracula. Oh, I explained the concept of Dracula to the kids at the weekend. I bought them some Playmobil people, and uh, for the youngest, I bought um, Dracula, Lord Dracula, um, Count. Uh, count Dracula. Oh, he's Count Dracula. Oh, nuts. Yeah, of course, I thought it sounded wrong. And Lady Dracula is Mrs. Vampyra. Yeah, and I was explaining the concept to the youngest, who's two and a half. Don't ever do that. Yeah, I know, as I'm doing it, I saw the terror on his face. going, well, basically, uh, they, uh, they're the undead. Um, they can't be out in the daytime because they'll melt. Uh, and they go around at night, and they can change into bats, and then when people are, as- are sleeping, they bite their neck and drink their blood and turn them into vampires. What you
9: need to say is, but they're not allowed in this house because I won't let them in.
7: Well, they're in the house. Um, and then I saw him <laughs> getting terrified, and I said, but, but they can be good as well. Really? And she, Lady Vampire, Lady Dracula, had a glass. And I said, ah, she fills this... I'm really thinking on my feet here. This is what you've got to do when you're a parent. I said, right, and uh, Lady uh, Dracula fills this glass with orange juice that makes you good. And uh, so we are being made good.
9: You are kidding nobody.
7: I don't think he heard me through the tears. <laughs> I don't think he heard me through the tears. Richard's in Winslow. Morning, Richard. Yeah. How's it hanging, my man? Well, the, the left one's quite sore, to be honest. Oh, dear. I could, well, it's funny you say that, because... This is how desperate we are for calls, guys. I know. I rang up to speak about T-Tip. Are you familiar with T-Tip? T-Tip. 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 T-T-I-P. T-T-I-P. TIP. Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership. Oh, for goodness sakes, that sounds like fun. It, it is, se- it Hang, is. On, I a second, well, hang on a second, I hang on a second. Hang on, hang on, we need some music to make this fun. Here we go. Whilst I was talking to Kelly earlier on... <laughs> about T-tip, Richard?
19: Well, uh, but, but Kelly, you uh, uh, made me talk about one of my amorous
1: encounters, which I, oh. I should tell you about yeah. that spin. Well, yeah, does, that, it, it sounds better than T-tip. Oh, well, look, the T-tip one's interesting because oh. there was a
2: strike, there was a, a demonstration in Milton Keynes last <laughs>
7: Bam, 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 bam. Okay, Richard. So you've told us about T-Tip. No, so- I haven't. But anyway, I just going to tell you about the amorous. Period. you sound so world weary and bored of me, as I am. The- We're not bored of. Tell us the. Uh, tell us about your amorous adventures, Richard. In like, many love. years ago,
19: when I was a uh, handsome beast, I was coming back from uh, New Zealand on a on ship. I was in the merchant navy. What met this lady ashore in um, Jamaica. In to actually after dinner <laughs> before we go for us no I, I, I just uh... he just did the
9: Jamaica did joke
7: Well, oh, no, she went of her own accord
9: no you, she, she, she didn't have to he mm. hasn't finished
3: his
7: story uh, oh there's more there's more to it is there Richard that's more you talking about you having a sore
19: thing yeah um, being the romantic that I am we went to the beach and I can pick now, uh, this little lagoon with the water lapping at the water's edge, we went for a little swim, and then, at, as, as things develop, as you know, one thing led to another. There at the water's edge, we, we canoodled, shall I say. Oh, for, oh, this is disgusting. And, and, and I can assure you, you should never do it there, because that's sand. Gets...
7: That's the noise he made as uh, sand got in his eyes. Oh, I wait four, five, nine, four,
9: It would chafe terribly as well, wouldn't it?
7: I I don't get um and we we've got young ears listening, so let's to trade carefully, but I've never got outside. I've certainly never got the beach. I don't even like the beach at the best of time. I don't like getting sand on my feet, let alone
9: Anywhere else.
7: Anywhere in my sandwiches.
8: I love the beach.
7: I hate it! What's the beach for? Oh, let's go and sit on the beach. Oh, let's go and sit on the beach. Oh, beach, 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 beach. No. It's horrible.
9: No. Beach plus sun cream equals not fun.
7: Beach plus kids plus sand plus water equals daddy peed off.
9: What are you taking them for? Ah, you see
7: Because you can't leave them in a car on a really hot island. Turns out, found out the hard way. Not the really hard way, but we got told off by the police. Didn't. He didn't. Didn't. It's a joke, guys. For goodness sakes. Look forward to reading that in the local papers soon. Ian Lee admits to leaving children in a hot car on a hot island. I don't
8: think the papers will
7: care. What?
9: Mm? You'd be surprised.
7: Yeah. 08459 oh, five, 455 double 555 double is the telephone number. There can't be anybody out there who supports the uh, notion that we should be d- 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 doing it in the road. Should we? Kissing in public. It's disgusting. <laughs>
5: queuing at the moment
15: on the Great North Road uh, approaching the Black Cat's at roundabouts on the sensors. The M1 heading southbound, very slow moving between Junction 13 at Bedford and Junction 10 at Fluton Airport Spur Road. And Milton Keynes, rather slow moving at the moment on Standing Way in both directions at Steinbeck Crescent. There's been an accident there, causing delays. Having a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise at the moment is closed between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21A. Now this is all due to an accident that's happened there. So far the M40 also looking heavy heading into London between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and Junction 1A for the M25. And taking a look at the trains, there is disruption at the moment on Great Northern between Letchworth, Garden City and Moorgate. Nicola Richards, BBC
5: Three Counties Radio.
13: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
5: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's half past seven, I'm New The headlines, the Care Quality Commission says there's serious concerns about the way patients with dementia are looked after. The watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals it investigated. Four men have been arrested on suspicion of murder after the death of a woman at a house in Watford. Police were called to Leavesden Road at around a quarter past nine on Saturday morning. The Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt says the government's taking further steps to deal with the risk of Ebola in Britain. The non-emergency 111 phone line will try to identify those at risk of developing the disease. And thousands of health workers have gone on strike this morning in a dispute over pay. Nurses, midwives and other NHS staff have walked out now. And the weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Altershire's Lewis Hamilton is 17 points clear at the top of the Drivers' Championship after victory in the Russian Grand Prix. His teammate Nico Rosberg finished second, which means Mercedes have won the Constructors' Championship. Hamilton says the race couldn't have gone any better. An amazing weekend. Um, once I was in the lead, I was just really having to control, just looking after the tyres. And then, you know, at the, towards the end of the, the race, the car felt great, so I, I could push or, or not push. It was a 1-0 win for England in their Euro 2016 qualifier against Estonia. Despite being rested for most of the game, England manager Roy Hodgson says there's nothing wrong with Raheem Sterling. Pretty early in the second half we put him on, so there's nothing nothing at all wrong with him. I'm sure he'll go back to Liverpool, he'll be fine.
3: It was just quite simply a situation that one player's feeling a bit tired, another player's in
0: great form. Put the one in great form in, give the other out rest. There were victories for Luton Town and Wickham, but the Stevenage manager Graham Wesley's under pressure after defeated strugglers Carlisle. The Borough lost three 0 and a nineteenth in the table. Wesley
20: says there's problems to overcome. Yeah, you know, we are struggling a little bit. We've got one or two of the, the bigger characters and the bigger players. So you know, we've got some we've got some problems that we understand. I'm not going to, of course, I'm not going to excuse you know a three nil defeat, but I am going to look at it in a in a factual way and, uh, you know, look at the attacking, look at the defending, and make sure we go away and improve upon it, because next week is a, is a home fixture. I mean, we need to make sure we back, bounce back with three points.
0: And in Rugby Union, Bedford lost by a single point to Cornish Pirates, 35-34 in the British and Irish Cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at 8 o'clock.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
0: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning!
7: Busy show this morning. Public displays of affection are a no-no. I'm very close to pulling my fingernail off. That could be a yes-yes. And we're also... We've been uh, talking about dementia care and how it's really not up to scratch. 08 459 455 555. Joanne's in Cambridge. So, morning, Joanne. Good morning, Ian. I understand you're in a little bit of a pickle, to put it mildly. Do you want to tell me what's happened?
26: Well, my mother suffers with dementia and a neighbour... Very kindly dropped her in Biggleswade to go and buy some chocolates for a friend yesterday, and think. And Mum said she'd take the bus back. Um, she's last been seen at Sainsbury's petrol station at Biggleswade roundabout. Um, that was 2:15 yesterday in the shop there. Uh, they've seen her leaving the forecourt and heading northwards out of the forecourt, so presumably along the A1. She lives in Upper Caldicot, which is between Biggleswade and Sandy, so we think she was heading in that direction, but that's the last we've seen of her.
7: And this was yesterday? This was
26: yesterday, oh, 2.15.
7: Joanne, you must be going out of your mind.
26: I am. The, the police have been fabulous. They've had the police helicopter up last night trying to find her. Um, they've been searching, making intensive searches of the area. They've walked through along the river between Biggles, Wade and Sandy to check if she was there. There's a couple of possible sightings of her in Sandy. I wonder if I might be able to give a description of her.
7: Yes, you, you, you will. Let's let, let's get to that in a second. So if people maybe people want to write this down or something. So we're, 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 you, you have as long as you need, Joanne. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, you can stay on as long as you want. That's really kind how, um, how old is she? She's 82. 82. And she, she's got dementia. How bad is her dementia? It's
26: pretty bad. Right. She... She can. I'm sure we've all had that situation where we walk into a room and can't remember what we've gone in there for. She's got that, but to a much worse degree. I think she's she's actually been seen in Biggleswade, um, Sainsbury's petrol station, buying biscuits, and I suspect she's forgotten what she's gone in for, mm. i.e., to buy her friend some chocolates. The friend's recovering from a broken hip.
7: Does she often um, gone out? Has she often gone out on her own? No. Is, is she not... W-
26: she didn't go out on her own. A neighbour dropped right,
7: her off. Right, right. When...
26: She, what she's used to is someone taking her out and bringing her back rather than finding her own way back.
7: Do mm-hmm. I bet the neighbour's feeling sick as well. I'm,
26: I'm sure she... Yeah, well,
7: I know she is. Yeah. Oh, Joanne, right. OK, let's get some details. What What's Mum's name? It's... Well,
26: it's, it's Mildred Maisie King, K I N G, yep. but she's known as Maisie to and, everybody.
7: And uh, if this sounds patronising, tell me to jog on. She's well enough to know if someone would say Maisie, she would recognise that as her name, oh, yeah. would she? Okay, <laughs> yes, so, all right.
26: So how she'll be if she's been out in the weather as it's been last oh. night? Um, I wouldn't like to, to
7: judge. Well, let's let's hope that some kind soul. Let's hope she's found shelter somewhere. Absolutely. Let's 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 yeah. you know look at that. What did, do you know? What she was wearing? I do. She was wearing a
26: tailored lilac jacket, a striped navy top, dark trousers. She's 82 as I said and she's got grey white hair and she was carrying a large hessian shopping bag.
7: And well, so and just, just does she wear glasses or are there any no. other distinguishing features?
26: No, no no distinguishing face features. She's got quite a ruddy complexion and very bright blue
7: eyes. Okay. And just tell us again the last place she was seen and where she should should have been heading.
26: She was last seen um, at B- Biggleswade Sainsbury's petrol station, so that's on the Biggleswade north roundabout, and she was heading northwards up the A1, um, the sort of a side road past the tip. She was seen heading northwards towards her home in Upper Cowdicate. She's actually got links to Sandy. She was born in Sandy and her sister used to live there before she died. So one theory the police are working on is she may have gone towards Sandy. Another theory is she may have got on the wrong bus and gone to, say, Bedford or somewhere, though there aren't that many buses on a Sunday to go anywhere to. But
7: You sound very calm, Joanne. Mm, I'm trying. Yeah, uh, no, I, mean, I, I don't want to pry too much, but how are you feeling?
26: Pretty wretched. I mean... It's, ironically I was going over this and I arrived at her house to take her shopping so. No. Yeah, she's, uh, if, if she'd hung on another hour. I mean, the, that's one of the problems. She'd probably just forgotten I was going.
10: Yeah.
7: So, Would you be, Joanne, and you can say no if you want, would you be prepared to send us a photo of Maisie? I'd absolutely love to, so yeah. If you send us a photo, yeah. if you can email it to us this morning... I will. What do. we'll do... You, Kath, you just took down the description, did you? I did, yes. What we'll do is um, we'll get it put on the Facebook page. Wonderful. Uh, and we... You, you never know. You never know. Someone may go, oh, yeah, no, I saw, I saw her this morning, you know. So mm-hmm. if you send us a picture, I'm going to hand you back to Catherine. Lovely. And um, she'll tell you how to get the picture in. And maybe we could have a chat tomorrow morning about the same time, Joanne.
26: That would be wonderful. All Thank right. you
7: ever so much. I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. You stay there and you speak to Catherine and she'll, um, she'll tell you how to get a picture to us. OK, well, we're looking for Mildred Maisie King. We'll put the details up on the Facebook page. If you know anything, well, you can give us a call. O eight four five nine four double five five double five or you don't want to give us a call, you can give the police a call. What's Kelly, what's the number for the police these days? Is it one 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 or one oh one? Isn't it one oh one? Is it what, what is one 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 the do- the doctors? I don't
8: know.
7: Google it. I don't ring know. No we I don't, don't know, no. Don't just ring it and see. One
8: one one
7: is NHS service so 101 must be the the old uh, 101 the old bill. Is the
8: police non-emergency number?
7: Doesn't that doesn't that show how um, the messed up society is? I don't know what the number for the police is. No, not society. Me. Oh mm. eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. She got the details on how to send that picture in, Catherine. Yeah, she's
9: going to do that now. Isn't
7: that just the saddest story ever? Awful. Uh, we'll speak to her tomorrow about the same time and see if. Um, well, hopefully we'll be able to speak to Maisie tomorrow. That would be uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Bless her.
5: OK. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
7: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Kath, what's the number for the police, non-emergency? 101. Did you know that? Yes. Kelly and I didn't. I mean, we are the younger generation. Knock, knock, knocking at the door. Bit of an old coward for you there. Um, good song that. Maybe we'll play it tomorrow. We won't. But we didn't know what the phone number for the old bill was. Right. The polizie. That's
9: the non-emergency number one o one.
7: What's the number for the doctors?
9: Oh, I don't know. It's in my phone.
7: No, but not your doctors. But for if you if you if, if you wanted to phone up emergency health direct NHS. One one one. Okay. What's the number for my mum? Ah you're not so clever now, are you? She's on my speed dial. Ooh She's not. I didn't know what I would always still go She won't take my calls anymore. With good reason. Nine nine nine.
9: I don't think they're going to tell you off for doing that in the case of someone like Maisie. Yeah,
7: exactly. I think God, that would be uh, more than uh, adequate. But I don't know the numbers anymore. They used to. Didn't they used to send out cards with the emergency numbers on and, like, all the electrici- electricity numbers and the gas board and stuff? The gas board. Do
9: oh, you know what I'm they old. should do? Yeah, go on. Pre-program everyone's mobile phones with that stuff.
7: Hey, that's not bad. You should sell that to the dragons, isn't it? Yeah, I will. Is Along the dragon with my, still uh, going?
9: Cushion covers. Pardon?
7: Is the dragon still going? Yeah, probably. You know those dodge pots? Which I, I like this story, but I shouldn't like it. In fact, I don't yes, like I'm it. In. Oh, we're well, gone. You know those dodge pots that oh. got found guilty for selling yes. fake bomb, bomb detectors? Yes. Um, and I think
9: they had he, no mechanical parts in them whatsoever.
7: No, they were golf ball things, something to do with golf balls or something. <laughs> mm. He got six years. I think she got a suspended sentence. So He maybe maybe got three. Well, guess what they're using in Iraq. The Iraqi police force and army are using to check for bombs. I know. Those devices! No, that,
9: that was one of their big orders. Those devices An Iraqi yes.
7: cop waves through a car at a checkpoint while holding a fake bomb detector based on a 12-pound novelty golf ball finder. The officer was pictured in Baghdad on Saturday as Islamic, Islamic State car bombers left 45 dead. He's got one of these! How can those idiots, Sam Tree and his wife Joan, they're idiots, how can they sleep at night? Yes. They made millions out of it as well, didn't they? Well, no. They made an absolute... Fo- no, made- I thought there was someone else behind them that
9: made all the money. Oh, I, I, think just,
7: uh, I think they were oh, just... Oh, you're right, they were just selling it. Yeah, but I think they were just no,
9: unfortunate and they believed that... It,
7: it was, was Jim McCormick of Somerset who made... Oh, right. yep, so. Guess how much he made telling these things? $50 million pounds and he got ten years uh, in jail um, uh, and uh, hang on a second uh, Sam tree 68 his wife Joan, 62 local Dunstable mm. uh, they built fifteen hundred in an 80 million pound scam they cost a few pounds to make and they sold each for over one thousand pounds flip it because when that story broke about them he thought actually it's awful isn't it and there's a copper with it in, in Baghdad. Kind of Dennis,
9: won't do nothing. It's a bit of a bit of a of a of a
7: Dennis. of morning, Dennis of a bit Morning, a Yes, naturally. Disgusting. Why, You pervert? Well, you make me laugh.
13: You frighten your children with, and then don't bother to kiss them. I kiss my boys. Yes, well, you should do. I, well, I do. I that, kiss the... that is disgusting. Incidentally, yes, these new in- pants you've in- got, Incidentally, go on the beach. you will not get any sand where it doesn't work.
7: I've got massage pants this weekend, dear listener. That's right. So okay. nothing, nothing pops out to say hello. And it doesn't pop to. in if you wear them. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> what you got for us, then?
13: Not a loss. I was saying this lady who was missing. I years ago going to work. I was up by the main road, and a lady from a long distance walking along in a dressing gown and mules. She went. Right, I went over to ask her, but she just totally ignored me. She headed on towards the Dunstable. So God knows where she'd come from. No. And this was early in the morning. I well, think he must have walked out of the hospital.
7: Let's hope that Maisie found... Let's hope that all Maisie uh, needs is a nice cup of tea and a, ch- a change of clothes yes. when she's found later on today, shall we? I hope we? you find her. Yeah, let's keep our fingers crossed on that one. Yes, I will. Anyway, all the best. I thought you were going to say... Uh, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. There we go. What was that all about? Just wanted to express his concern. Well, that's, in that case, that's good for him.
9: Janet's concerned. On the text... She's concerned that she's agreeing with you. Hey. You're right, Ian. Passionate kissing in public is wrong. A peck on the cheek for a greeting is okay, but anything else is unpleasant. Also, it's bad manners to force someone <laughs> off the pavement. Yeah. Always single files, let another oh. pass safely. The Janet, who is a polite and uh, okay. w- all that is decorum in Chesent.
7: We need. Chesent. We've got. We Chesent, have. Chesent.
9: Chesent. Chesent.
7: Copthall. Okay. I've got your number. Not... Guys, it's always bu- it's always bugged me. Cop-tall, copthall. Copthall. Um, it, w- we have driving licences. So those bright people amongst us took the cycling proficiency yes. test. Some of us got ninety-eight percent in it at the age of ten.
9: Late starter. At eh?
7: uh, what percentage did you get in the uh, CPT? I was
9: too young to remember
7: percentages. I got ninety-eight percent, mate. That's that's two off a hundred percent.
9: Where did you go wrong?
7: I'm not prepared. Wheelies. To... <laughs> 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 I, uh, I revved there it has. like a motorbike. <laughs> Um, But we don't have any lessons on how to walk down the pavement. Here's the thing, right, guys. If there's a group of three of you and you're walking uh, side by side... Three abreast. Three abreast. And I'm walking down, uh, then you have to break up that party. I'm sorry, guys. You have to break it up. One behind the other, surely. Don't make me have to step to the side. That's insane. Rude's what it is. I, I hate people who use umbrellas. I hate people who walk uh, abreast in uh, on pavements. And I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate people kissing in public. I'm not wrong, am I? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties
15: Radio. Starting off with the problems on the M25 heading anti-clockwise. It's closed at the moment between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21A for the A405. It's all due to an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. Taking a look at the M40, a London bound, looking very heavy on the sensors between Junction 2 at Beaconsfield and Junction 1A for the M25 is queuing on the A40 Western Avenue between Oxford Road and Gypsy Corner on camera. And in Borenwood is queuing on the Barnet Bypass, heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On the trains, disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgate. That's due to some overrunning engineering works. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
14: Thank you, Nicola. 7:46.
7: 7.46, it's uh, Monday the 13th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health inspectors have found that 90% of care homes and hospitals don't look after people with dementia properly. NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, have gone on strike over pay this morning. And campaigners in Bedford say they'll fight plans to put fluoride back into the water supply. More on that anon. but first let's get the weather with Kate. <laughs>
13: Good morning. The Met Office has a yellow weather warning
21: in place for heavy rain across parts of Buckinghamshire, Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire. Some heavy rain this morning. You've already had most of it, um, but there's more to come, I'm afraid. Coming and going, perhaps fragmenting a little as we head into the afternoon. So we may get a bit of a dry spell, maybe a bit of brightness. And it's in those that the temperature will get up to its highest. We're looking possibly 16 Celsius, but in the wind and the rain, it isn't going to feel too pleasant at all. It's also accompanied, as I said, just there by quite a strong breeze overnight the wind falls a little lighter and also we're hanging on to the cloud the rain becomes lighter and we will get some dry spells as well that could lead to maybe a bit of mist and fog developing minimum temperature 10 celsius and a murky start to tuesday morning outbreaks of rain still around tomorrow but not quite as fierce as today's the wind a little lighter but still there is one there that you'll notice it's northerly as well but temperature still managing to struggle up to around 15 celsius and that's your forecast Milton John, Stevie Wonder, Emily Sunday, Kylie
5: Minogue, Chris Martin, and many more.
7: Brian Wilson.
5: Together for BBC Music. what I'd be without you. To find out more about BBC Music and to relive this magical performance, go to bbc.co.uk slash music.
7: I'm all right. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Now, campaigners in Bedford want reassurances that fluoride won't be reintroduced into the town's water supply at the end of the year. Water in the borough has been fluoride-free since 2009, but local spirit could return once the refurbishment of the treatment works in Clapham Road are complete. Well, to talk about this, I'm joined by Nurse Sue Bedford, who is speaking against fluorida- fluorida- fluoridisation. Yeah, let's go with that. At a council meeting this week, and Edward Byrne, who is a Bedford dentist and for fluoridation. Am I saying that right, Sue? Fluoridation? Fluoridation. Yeah, yes. fluoridation. Okay, I just, yes, I can see it coming up to it. Why are you not in favour of this, Sue? Uh,
27: well, because it's. <laughs> It's been used for about uh, over 50 years now, and uh, they're finding that people who have been in countries where, where they've never fluoridated, the, the tooth decay is about the same level now. Uh, we've got so much exposure to fluoride for, from, um, you know, via toothpaste, uh, from, actually from tea. A lot of people don't realise that tea, tea contains it, so we don't need it in our water.
7: Edward, we don't need it.
10: I would dispute that, absolutely. Um, the decay rate is increasing Um, last year 25,000 children were admitted to hospital for multiple tooth extractions that's 500 a week and that was up from 22,574 three years ago and if you compare places like West Midlands which is fluoridated with other parts of the country there's a dramatic difference Um, Blackpool at 25 fold difference, Manchester a 22 fold difference Um, you know if you epidemiologically if you look at areas that are fluoridated the decay rate is 50% less than it is in other areas Um, I would dispute the fact that fluoride does not work. Sue? Right. (laughs) Well,
27: most of the reasons why these people have got poor teeth is because they are eating uh, too many sugary foods, Uh, they're drinking uh, fizzy drinks, which destroy the, the teeth. There are so many different ways. People are not using the, uh, you know, what we've got available now, dental hygiene. That's what we should be spending our money on, you know, for, for public money on, is to help people um, know how to look after their teeth. Fluoride, the problem with fluoride is that it is actually very toxic, but it can also um, cause um, oh, uh, you know, problems with the health. That is, that is probably my biggest objection is what it does to the rest of the body.
7: Uh, in, in, uh, Edward, in, in Europe, a lot of the countries that um, uh, don't have uh, fluoride, Germany and Finland, for example, th- their decay rates remained stable or continued in their downward trend after they stopped adding fluoride to the water.
10: Um, well, I can only speak for the UK. Um, I'm not familiar with the figures in Germany, but in the UK there is a dramatic difference between West Midlands and other parts of the country. And locally in Bedford, we have noticed an increase in decay in recent years since uh, the fluoride has been removed from the water supply. This summer I had a eight-year-old boy come into my waiting room and he's already had several fillings and he burst into tears and said, I don't want any more fillings. When we opened his mouth and had a look, I found five more cavities. Mm -hmm. Now he comes from an educated family, both mother and father are university graduates. Because he's had fillings previously, I have gone through diet with them, frequency of sugar consumption. His oral hygiene is good. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Why does he come in with all these cavities? And um, I've come to the conclusion that either his parents are lying about his diet, which I don't think so, or the poor child is born with weak teeth. Now, um, the only hope for him is to use any available means to strengthen his teeth, and fluoride does work. Um, when I first came to Bedford years ago, a school dental officer said to me, oh, he said, I hate going to schools in Luton. He said, Ch- children in Luton have such dreadful teeth. He said, there's a massive difference between Luton and Bedford. So that's just within our own county and quite apart from the children that are having all these teeth extracted the dental department at bedford hospital is run off its feet Uh, before the pct was disbanded 18 months ago they recruited three local dental practices to get specialists in in extractions to try and ease the pressure at bedford hospital Sue,
7: is there is there something sue in in reintroducing fluoride for a few years to see what happens if your argument is simply that we don't need it that we might as well have it that's not the strongest argument is it
27: well i suppose my biggest argument against it is what it's doing to the rest of the body um you know dentists you know are very keen about their teeth health yes and i think that's important for the rest of the body as well but it's what it's doing to the 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 thyroid gland i mean it it absolutely has a a problem with the with hormones it interrupts the uptake of iodine and, uh, and
7: what effect does that have
27: well it's, uh well, that means that affects the thyroid very greatly, but also i mean there are other parts of the body that require well, or whole, of the body requires iodine, but particularly the breasts. and um I mean I think Ireland is a good example of of what blood uh, fluoride has done to the people there they've had it since the 1960s, and uh, they their teeth are terrible <laughs> um. You know, they're, they're, uh, and they've actually compared them with the Northern Irish who haven't had fluid, fluoride in their water. And uh, no, there are significant differences, particularly in health. You know, the trouble is we're not all the same. We're, we're different ages. We've got different health issues. Uh, we process fluoride differently according to your age and your health. And so if you've got kidney disease, you're actually retaining a lot more fluoride in your body. And fluoride has an affinity with calcium tissue.
7: Ben. Edward, Edward why, why, why should it be up to you know? Why, why should we be dumping what is essentially a waste product in the water? Why don't people just brush their
10: teeth more? Um, I would dispute the fact that it is a waste product. Um, I mean, the stuff that is put in the water will be highly refined to pharmaceutical standards. And um, So I'm, I know the uh, people who do not like fluoride in the water keep on describing it as a waste product. It's not a waste product. Um, why don't it's, people just brush know, their it's teeth an element, It's an element that is essential for health in small concentrations, just like calcium or iron. And um, yes, it can be toxic in huge amounts but the papers that are frequently cited where the studies were done on rats and they were giving them hundreds of times more than the lethal dose and um, the Royal College of Physicians had a massive inquiry into fluoride. This was a major UK review of all the evidence and they came to the conclusion that the evidence that it causes any ill effects was very, very weak and they were happy to recommend fluoride in the water.
7: Edward, we have to end it there. We we may never find out why people don't just brush their teeth more. That's Edward Byrne, uh, Bedford Dentist uh, and uh, Nurse Sue Bedford. Uh, Your thoughts, please.
5: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
7: This is
13: Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Do you know what I nearly said that? I nearly said... I, I was about to say it, and I caught myself being about to say... I was about to say one of those awful, awful lines that people who don't have a good argument say. OK, they normally say it uh, about hitting children. Can you, can you guess what I was about to say and I stopped myself saying? No. An awful argument... Is it I was about to make a really awful point. It's about to leave my mouth. I thought, oh, that's what idiots say when they don't have an argument and they normally set about hitting children. Never did me any harm. Oh. I was about to say that. Never did it was, there was fluoride in the water in the 70s where I grew up. Never did me any harm. I'm so glad I didn't say that out loud. It would have been awful, wouldn't it? Awful, Margaret's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Margaret. Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Do you, Kelly. Say good morning to Margaret. <laughs> I think we might have said good morning. Say good morning to Margaret, Kelly.
8: Say good morning to her. Margaret? Oh. oh, hi. Good morning, Margaret. Oh dear, she's morning. been. She's... I've already said good morning to Margaret. I uh... spoke to her earlier. Say, say, good... say it again.
7: Say good morning to Margaret, Catherine.
8: Morning, Margaret. Ah, uh, tell him to stop bullying his staff. Morning, Margaret. <laughs>
16: Morning.
7: So, do, us, do you tell me, to, um, you're my staff, thank you. Oh, windy pops. Yes, Margaret, what have you got for us?
16: I'd just like to say, those bomb makers, bomb detector makers, Yeah, they're not idiots. No. No, no. They're, they're very clever people. They should be called murderers.
7: Well, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You're, you're right, actually, they are very, very clever people, because they I, made a load of money out of a bit of plastic.
16: They didn't get long enough sentences. I mean, how many people have died because of them? I I think it's beyond words.
7: It's beyond words. It's this amazing shot of an Iraqi, I think, is he a a copper or a soldier? Um, He's a copper. Uh, Right, and he's waving cars through a checkpoint. I know. And he's checking them for bombs with this bit of plastic. It's amazing! (sighs)
16: Don't you think
7: somebody higher up in the
16: government should be held to blame? Didn't anybody ever test these things? Hang on, who are you
7: going to hold up in the government? It wasn't sold by... It was a private uh, company that was selling them.
9: She (sighs) means the Iraqi government.
7: Oh, do you mean the Iraqi government?
9: Well... Well, they bought
16: Surely them. It must get passed by the government.
7: Which th- government? Doesn't it? Our government. No. And then the no. Iraqi government? No. The, the, well, the Iraqi government, you would have thought, but no, it's nothing to do with our government. It's oh, these, it? these oh, dodgepots right. that sold it. Well, I,
16: th- I really do think that all their assets should be taken away from them. Margaret. Their house and everything.
7: I'm sure something is, is has happened, Margaret. They, they might as well go using divining rods to look for bombs or crystals. There are some people, oh, there are some people that believe in divining. Can you... Isn't that incredible? The world is full of nutjobs.
13: Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
15: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the Great North Road is queuing at the moment, heading southbound, approaching the Black Hat roundabout where those roadworks are taking place. The M1 is seeing long delays on the sensors heading southbound between junction 13 for Bedford and junction 6A for the M25. In Milton Keynes, it's partially blocked on Standing Way just at Steinbeck Crescent due to an accident that's happened there. And the A1M is very slow heading southbound between junction 4 for Hartford and junction 2 at Wellham Green. So far, taking a look at the M25 anti-clockwise, it's closed at the moment between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21A due to an accident that's happened there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh. Do you
7: remember when you first started, Nicola, and when you heard that music, you didn't know what to do and you panicked. Yeah, and you said, "Go on, go on." Yes, we coming over. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Uh, it's nice. All good now, though. It's all good, isn't it? Yeah. Shall we got the news now?
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Leah. Agnew. The headlines, concern about the standard of dementia care, NHS staff on strike over pay, and an elderly woman missing in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Care Quality Commission says there's serious concerns about the way patients with dementia are looked after. The watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals it investigated. Delicia Barnett, who worked at the Mepishall care home before it was closed down, says it can be an incredibly challenging challenging challenging
25: job especially when you know they don't even know who you are or where they are or it can be very very challenging a lot of dementia people need one-to-one care but um you don't obviously you don't get that
0: Meanwhile, an 82-year-old woman with dementia has failed to return home after going shopping in Biggleswade. Mildred King, who was known as Maisie, was dropped off at the shops yesterday. Her daughter, Joanne, says they're all incredibly worried.
26: She's last been seen at Sainsbury's petrol station at Biggleswade Roundabout. Um, That was 2.15 yesterday in the shop there. Uh, They've seen her leaving the forecourt and heading northwards out of the forecourt, so presumably along the A1, she lives in Upper Caldicate, which is between Biggleswade and Sandy, so we think she was heading in that direction.
0: Thousands of NHS health workers are on strike this morning in a dispute over pay. The government's refused to give staff a 1% rise. Cathy Warwick is from the Royal College of Midwives.
5: There's absolutely no doubt that women who go into labour, who need a midwife in a hurry, will get a midwife. The last thing any midwife would do is put a woman or her baby at risk. So I would like to really reassure women that you will get the care you need. Our dispute is not with women and babies and we really want to keep them safe.
0: The government's planning further steps to deal with the risk of Ebola in Britain. The NHS 111 phone line will try to identify those at risk of developing the disease and screening is being introduced at some airports. But virologist Dr Ben Newman says it's unlikely to make much of a difference.
18: It's not going to pick up anybody in the early stages and anybody in the late stages should have already been picked up leaving West Africa. But, you know, there's at least a small chance. It's part of a bigger preparedness package. I think the things that are going to be more effective are things like sending out troops to build hospitals in Sierra Leone.
0: A jury will continue deliberations this morning over a roofer from Bedfordshire whose son fell to his death from a warehouse. 25-year-old Kyle Broadbent was working for his father Tony in Newport Pagnell when he fell through a skylight. The jury's found the 61-year-old not guilty of manslaughter but is deciding if he failed in his duty as an employer. In sport, Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton is 17 points clear at the top of the Drivers' Championship after victory in the Russian Grand Prix. And the weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain today. Top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, that's 61 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk threecounties. Today
5: on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show.
0: With the big phone in, the hottest topic of
6: the day and your consumable problems from 12 nick hoffer with heidi hayek to jeffrey holland and a blind builder from milton Keynes who's been named one of britain's most influential people with disability from three
5: roberto peroni
6: i'm here with
1: a roundup of the day's news
6: the
2: latest travel and your stories from six three
5: counties sport with a look back at
2: the weekend's action and taking a look at the grassroots sport across beds hearts and bucks
5: today on bbc three counties radio
7: This is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, and it cold and wet and miserable out there. And I flipping love it. This is the weather that makes me feel alive. Oh, it's excitement personified. Not personified, obviously, but weatherified. Dementia sufferers are not getting the treatment they deserve. Justin will be reporting on the NHS strike, and... Public displays of affection, people kissing in the... Holding hands, I can just about get away with. But kissing in public? I don't know, I don't think so. Thoroughly, thoroughly inappropriate. If you want to take part, you can give us a call. 08 459 455 555.
5: Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
7: This
13: is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Across Beds, Hearts and Bucks.
13: This
7: is Ian Lee.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Now. A report out today by the Care Quality Commission says it's likely that someone with dementia will experience poor care during their time in a home. The government watchdog carried out inspections specifically looking at dementia care in a sample of 129 care homes and 20 hospitals. In 90% of cases, 90%, they found that care was poor or variable. Well, someone who knows more than most about the variation in care between homes is Helen Robinson from Prince's Risborough. Uh, Morning, Helen. Thanks for coming in. Your uh, mum, Marion, wasn't it, had uh, de- uh, has dementia, and went into a care home recently.
23: That's right. She was. Uh, she's eighty-two years old, and um, she was diagnosed with uh, vascular dementia about um, four years ago. Um, and it's the second most common form of dementia. And uh, she, for quite a while, she was. We tried to keep her as independent as possible. Yeah. Um, however, it did come to a point where. Um, sort of her health and her sort of safety meant that we probably thought that she needed to go into a home, so we started to look at um, you know various homes in the in the areas to see what they were like, which was a challenge in itself um, because it's a whole sort of minefield of you know what these care homes are like. Trying to find out information about mm. that before you hand over that very. Are you precious saying that care some of them
7: were, were reluctant to, or, or kind of slow in letting you know details and letting you go and have a look around.
23: Well, I went to about ten care oh, homes, yeah. and um, I, and I. I went unannounced um, because I wanted to actually see what it was like for myself. But there were things like, for example, you would ask certain questions and it was, I'd probably say a little evasive. So, you know, I and I asked quite a lot of questions because it's a very important it's decision. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's you know, a very precious person. Yeah. And um, so you would occasionally get um, sort of a bit of a non-response to certain questions. Um, like, for example, um, you know, what was the training like? What are the staff levels like? Um, how do you involve faculty? Families um, in being part of the care team. So it was, um, you know, quite a. Difficult decision to choose a home, and how does um,
7: how does the dementia affect mum? What, 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 I mean, what is she aware of, and what is she unaware of?
23: Well, obviously, dementia affects people in very different ways. Yeah. But for my mum, um, what's happened to her is it's affected her her speech. Um, so she knows words, um, but she finds it very difficult to find the words to say things. So that's quite a challenge for people to communicate with her. Um, she's obviously got you know very short term memory, um, and her cognitive abilities. Are quite limiting, so for things like she needs quite a lot of help with eating. Um, her mobility um, is not very good, so um, she needs uh, you know care with personal mm. care as well.
7: well we're not going to name the care home because
23: they're not coming on to
7: put their side of the story. But but what um, what persuaded you to go with this specific? Care home, what was it that swung it for
23: you? Well, I think the initial thing was the first response of when I arrived to say that I was looking for a care home with my mum. Um, they were very welcoming, very open, and transparent, which for some of them I found were not. Um, they were very uh, keen to show me, you know, what they could, and they also said that they felt that. Um, you know families were part of the care team, which is so important because mm. we see firsthand exactly what is going on with our families and our, our loved ones, um, and to be able to to communicate that is really, really important.
7: What's the care been like in the last couple of months?
23: Well, I would say that the care generally has been very good. However, I've certainly noticed that one of the big issues that I can see, or the challenges for this, you know, probably a lot of care homes, is time. Because to me, caring is about time. Mm. And these carers, um, you know, there doesn't appear to be um, fantastic you know staff levels at times and that could be through sickness through holidays and so there are at times there can be some and i'll use the word lightly neglect but i've seen certain things um that that happen which you know i have you know got cause for concern which i have raised for example well to give example so my mum um you know bless her she is she's doubly incontinent and um You know, she needs a a regime of kind of when, you know, she is changed. And a couple of times, or quite a few times, actually, I've gone in and um, it's quite clear that has has not been happened. And there is nothing worse than, you know, witnessing something like those are basic needs. Mm. But I do see that it is about a time factor um, because there just doesn't appear to be enough people around is that the basic thing if there were a significant number of extra staff
7: on board but that do you think that that would improve things you know hugely
23: well i've asked myself that question if every resident which you know had their own carer would the the, would the levels be different and for my opinion i think that it would Mm. i think that training is really important as well i think that everybody has slightly different personal needs and they need to be personally centered care and so it's quite important to build good relationships up with relatives to really get you know quickly to find out what those needs are and if there are gaps in those needs there mm. needs to be training available well done
7: you for going around and asking my mum's in a care home she's not got uh, she's got ms but she's also kind of uh, her, her, her memory is, is awful uh, and there are those people who say oh how, how lazy of you to put your mum in a care home it's the hardest thing i've ever had to do and i looked at every other alternative i, I, I looked at moving in with her, her moving in every alternative it was the best thing for her totally the best thing for her Uh, and it is important you're right that we find the places that will care the very basic thing isn't it caring
23: i I had exactly the same dilemma i kept my mum i believe out of a home for three years Mm. because i gave up my job um i did get care in place and i became part of that team but um i do feel that it is the best place for her but i also think It's actually been the best thing for me as well, because I've now freed up some of the massive responsibilities there are to be able to be there as a daughter. Yeah. You know, for my mum. You're
7: not there just to go and do the shopping or exactly. clean her or clean the house. You're there. You can actually have a relationship with Absolutely. her. Absolutely.
23: And I feel that I'm now able to to see her in a you know a, as she is is my lovely mum. And, and
7: how is she doing? She's settling in. Or it can be quite traumatic, can't it? Moving into care home. It's
23: extremely traumatic. In the first two weeks, it was very bumpy and yeah. it was very scary. It was uh, scary for me. It was scary for my mum. Um, you know, there was one one occasion where, for example, she thought nobody was coming to get her and she started. To, and she's not a wanderer, but she started wander around mm. Um, because she's just a bit disorientated and her routines um, were, you know, not the same and that's another really key important Mm. part is routines are, you know, kept similar because they're very kind of upset by, you know, changes that can go on. I think we need to pay
7: these carers more money as well, you know, for what they do. It would would attract more and better people to the profession.
23: I I absolutely agree and I think it would keep people in those care places as well because I think, you know, it is a tough job um, and, you know, I hope that people go into that job because they have you know a natural feeling to care for people Mm. however they need to be rewarded Mm. um, you know for the work that they are doing and to stay in that profession and to progress you know hopefully these people might one day you know become Care managers, mm. or whatever. So, I think it is really important that they are paid. This out.
7: support group you started, you've handed me a flyer. What is this? What's going on?
23: <laughs> well, th- thanks for mentioning it, Ian. it's. Um... <laughs> well, I had no choice. You came
7: <laughs> in, read this out on the air. Not quite like that
23: Well, d- to be honest, because of my experiences that I've had with looking after um, a parent with dementia, I felt that there was so much information I wish I'd known. Mm. I wish I'd had more support. Um, and I decided that, you know, no point in complaining about it is why not set something up? So, I've set up um, a group called Changing Places 24-7 because I've changed places now looking after my parent and it's um, it's an opportunity for people in a similar situation to get practical advice, uh, emotional support Uh, and we're launching it on the 17th of November in the Princess Centre at Princess Risborough and we're very fortunate to have a lovely speaker called Marianne Talbot um, who's an author of a book called Keeping Mum Mm -hmm. um, who had both her parents had dementia um, and uh, she looked after after the, her mother at home Who eventually went into a care home So I'm very, very lucky to have had um, Some fantastic support and funding From the, the council, Brilliant. Lux County Council
7: Changingplaces247.co.uk Is the website You can email changingplaces247 At gmail.com You're right, a support group is, is kind of exactly what's needed Because it is, it's a really lone. I felt ashamed when I put mum into a care home I, I, Me and my sister had to make the decision Against the will of, of my aunts uh, against the will of other people and we had to make the, and I felt ashamed I thought I'd let her down for oh, probably six years now six years on I can see actually it was the best thing
23: Ever it, it absolutely is, and I and I agree that I think that whilst you know the main support is obviously for your your parent mm. is that uh, the people who care need as much you know support as possible, and I think that uh, in a group like this you will be you know welcomed, and you'll see that everybody goes through the same thing. Um,
7: Changing Places two four seven uk is the website. Helen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. For Best of luck me to in. mum. four five nine four four double five five double five.
15: Starting off on the M25 heading anti-clockwise, at the moment it's closed between Junction 22 for London Coney and Junction 21A for St Albans it's still an accident that's happened a little earlier on this morning taking a look so far at the M1 that's looking very heavy on the sensors between Junction 13 at Bedford and Junction 6A for the M25 the M40 in London bound very heavy between Junction 2 at Beaconsfield and Junction 1A for the M25 and queuing on the A4 40 western avenue between oxford road and gypsy corner on camera disruption at the moment on great northern between Letchworth garden city and moorgate and that's all due to some overrunning engineering works nicola richards bbc three counties radio
7: thank you nicola Right, it's 8.16 or thereabouts. It's uh, Monday the 13th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Health inspectors have found that 90% of care homes and hospitals don't look after people with dementia properly. NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, have gone on strike over pay this morning. And campaigners in Bedford say they'll fight plans to put fluoride back into the water. BBC
5: Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from 12, Nick
7: Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company. We love it. We love every day that we do the cakes. Nick
8: Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in in a
2: way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a
10: strong local link, hasn't it? A
2: strong local link. Amy Merritt. she's originally from New Zealand, now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer. I think it could be brilliant.
5: Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio. That's the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, look, Scott Balcony's made a uh, bomb detector online. Have you seen the picture of it, (laughs) Catherine? I haven't, no. I've just retweeted it. Uh, hi David Cameron, do you want to buy any of my bomb detectors, only £2,999? And it's, he's wearing some headphones and it's a plastic tube with bomb detector written on yeah, it. Ouch. Turns out you, any plum can do it. We've
9: got some tweets as well about PDAs. Oh yeah, go on, go on. About PDA, straight or gay, yay or nay. Call me now, 8459-455. Public
7: displays of affection for those not in the know.
9: Millie Hilton says, holding hands and a small kiss, a fine snogging and passionate kissing. No, get a room. No. You, you. Uh Ben says are you, fi-
7: are you 15 years old, you horny toads, for goodness sake. Stop rutting in the streets. Jealous. He's jealous. Not jealous.
9: Yay when drunk, nay when sober, or around family. Around family. Oh
7: God. Imagine you're sat there having your Christmas dinner. Imagine this, Jonathan. You're sat there having your Christmas dinner and you you, you, you to your cup Cousins, oh, oh, they're having, having it away in front of you. I can't think of anything worse. It's disgusting. Isn't it? Kevin it is. Daly
9: thinks you're a prude. And Fatima said no, especially on the underground.
7: Oh, dear. I've No tongues on the tube. I've never seen anyone kissing on the underground. I've never seen it. <gasps> don't, don't, don't. You're making up your own jokes. Go away. Filthy. I think it's just... Filthy. An, it's not very
6: British, is it? No. There's nothing wrong with a little peck on the cheek. Or an air kiss. Yeah, uh, to say hello... Yes, but, I mean, k- kissing, proper kissing in the street is just common.
7: Oh, I, I common hate it. It's, it's very Spanish, I think. We all know what the Spaniards are like. Yes, but it's just, it's the kind of behaviour you'd see on the Jeremy Kyle show. Oh, dearie me. Dirty. What have you got on your
6: show today? Coming up, I think you might find this one interesting. Oh, Ooh, I'll tell you why. Um, have you heard the comments from, from Sir Ian Botham this morning?
7: About his uh, pictures of his Winkle? Uh, no, no, surprisingly,
6: okay. that's not the subject of our phone okay, today. Right. Sir Ian Botham has told the BBC that he stopped visiting his father with Alzheimer's as he didn't want to see him in what he called a vegetative state. Oh dear! The former England cricket captain explained that he had many happy memories of his dad and he didn't want these to be ruined by seeing him so unwell. He also tried to persuade his mother to stop visiting his father and had uh, no, who had no idea who she was, and the whole experience was affecting her health. Well. We've learnt today that the Care Quality Commission has serious concerns about the way patients with dementia are looked after. And Sir Ian Botham's confession will raise further questions about the way families and carers should cope with the disease. From nine this morning, I'm asking, do you understand why Sir Ian Botham
7: didn't want to visit his father with Alzheimer's? Can you understand? I can understand why he didn't want to visit his father with Alzheimer's. I can't understand why he didn't visit his father with Alzheimer's. He says, don't judge me unless you've been there. I mean, your
6: mum's in a care home. Yeah. Your mum doesn't have Alzheimer's, though, does she? No,
7: but she has similar effects in that her memory is awful, and and she gets very, very confused. Um, uh, And my granddad had Alzheimer's, and he didn't recognise us when we used to go and see him. Uh, You still... uh, I I don't know the full story. Maybe there's more to it. But, um, yeah, I can totally understand why he didn't want to. I think it's... um, Disappointing that he didn't. It's it's actually, uh, having listened and I'll
6: play play the the interview with him at nine Mm. o'clock, it's actually quite clear cut. He said that as the the disease progressed, his father didn't recognise him. His father was behaving, as he describes him, like a vegetable. And he didn't want to see it anymore. So he said, I'm not going to see my dad anymore. On the strength of what you told me, I think that's disgusting. Really? Yeah, I think it's disgusting. Well, from nine this morning, I'm going to ask you, do you understand why Sir Ian Botham didn't want to visit his father with Alzheimer's? 08459 four double five five double five
13: On FM, AM, online and digital radio.
5: This is Ian Lee.
7: On BBC Three Counties Radio fair. I just told uh, Jonathan Vernon Smith exactly what I think of Ian Both. <laughs> exactly what I think. Uh, what have you got, Catherine? This is from an
9: anonymous person, but do understand why. Hello, anonymous. As a home carer, I'm going to say all the carers are good. Our problem is the brutal hours. I left at six this morning. If nothing goes wrong, I'm hoping to be home for ten tonight. Yeah. I work 13 days on one day off yep. and I'm exhausted all the time. We just need more carers.
7: Simple. Uh, and uh, also, if, that, if you're visiting homes, then you will have 15-minute uh, windows, 30-minute windows, that. maybe an hour, yeah, it depends, But probably 15-minute windows, and then you'll have 15 minutes to travel 10 miles to the next person. And if you're late for that, well, then it, it, there's a whole domino effect. My
9: grand's carer could give her 10 minutes.
7: Yeah ten minutes. What, what can you What can you do in ten minutes? You can make a cup of tea, oh, and you can check your book to show that you've been there. You can
9: get their meal, you can't sit there and eat it with them.
7: Unbelievable. Uh, thank you for that, Anonymous. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number, should you wish to give us a call. Now, midwives, nurse- nurses and uh, ambulance drivers are among those going on strike today. The walkout will last for four hours and is to do with pay. England's Chief Nursing Officer, Jane Cummings, saw to reassure the public about the impact of the strike.
23: I know
15: that NHS staff are incredibly professional. They do the job, which is hard, they work very hard and they put the safety of patients first. So I would say to staff, I know that you're professional, I know that you will think very carefully, but our patient safety must be our priority, and I know that's what staff will be thinking
7: of. Well, our reporter, Justin Dealey, has been at uh, a picket outside the Luton and Dunsport. Is What's the weather like? Just still pretty lousy? Oh, it's absolutely horrendous. It's um, freezing
2: cold, it's uh, raining, it's windy, and I think that's actually affected the strike I, this morning. I was going to
7: say, do you think that's held uh, people away?
2: I think so. I mean, we're talking only about a handful of staff that I saw anyway, certainly out the front of the building this morning. Uh, the strike started at 7am for four hours. Uh, the staff there, they feel they deserve this 1% pay rise, which the government has declined. Um, I spoke to a few people who were on strike
17: today. Some uh, interesting language coming up here. Oh. Here's what they had to say. Well, my name is Phil and I'm working in catering here. The reason I'm on strike is I'm a bit fed up with the government taking the 11 or 10% that was awarded to them by their pay review body, but when we get awarded a 1% across the board from our pay review body, the government say no. To me, that ain't fair We've had 10% of pay cuts in real terms over the last five years, looking at the real cost of living with the inflation figures. It's just a tape. It's about time they had their kicked abs, government. and... Um we started looking after the working classes. I
2: mean, you're here today, it's, it's, it's horrible, uh, weather-wise. Do you
17: think that this strike will make any difference whatsoever today? Probably not, because of apathy of members. People don't bother to vote for strike action and expect the activists to do all the work for them. You know, without people being involved in their union and actually standing up for their rights, we ain't going to win nothing.
2: You go on strike again?
17: Yeah. It's my right to go on strike. That's one of the few rights we have got left as workers. Do you not feel guilty,
2: though, for for being on strike today, that people in the hospital, particularly working in catering, they could be
17: missing out this morning because you're out here? The only impact it will have will be on my colleagues. They understand why I'm out on strike. I'm doing it on their behalf as well, because most of them are in there cooking for the patients who are sick.
2: And what do you say to anybody who says, well, you should be quite lucky that, that you've got a job? A lot of people struggling to get work. You've got a job here. I tell them to wake up.
16: I'm a clinical coder, and I'm on strike because it's been too many years without fair pay.
2: Absolutely chucking it down this morning. There's not a great turnout so far. Do you think this strike will make any difference at all?
16: Well, I think if you look at the whole country, yes, it will. And obviously we can't have everybody out because of patient care, so Mm. we have to balance everything out.
2: The government are saying they can't afford to pay you anymore. Do you believe that?
16: I don't know if I can say this, but they can afford weapons and big expensive meals out and everything like that so if they can why can't we afford a decent living
2: and do you feel guilty for being out here today when you should be in work
16: no because as i've told my colleagues that are having to work uh, i'm doing i'm going without four hours pay for them so they can carry on working so I don't feel
7: guilty at all D- just to correct the gentleman at the start that the government haven't necessarily taken that 10%. You're right just yeah fine kissing Absolutely. your hand they haven't they haven't taken that 10% pay rise yet and there is a chance they may not so mm. that's 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 to one side um, but still very passionate H- how many people would you say are there
2: well i would say um, there was probably there were six midwives um, on strike this morning um, they were outside with their banners um, outside the main hospital the l&d th- there were two people and Uh, those two people were actually standing inside the phone box because it was chucking it down with rain. So I think driving past the hospital, you you wouldn't see the midwives because they're not directly out the front of the hospital. So you probably drive past and think to yourself, well, is there anybody actually here? From what I saw this morning, the weather has had a terrible effect. Yeah. I think this morning, if it was if it was dry, if we had some sunshine coming through, people would be seeing them a lot more, I'm sure. But it was quite a poor turnout from what I saw. But that's just one hospital, of course.
7: Uh, yeah, I, the, the weather is, is obviously a significant factor, and that's a real shame. But, but i you know the the strikes and um uh, picket lines have been held in worse weather conditions you know mm. i guess if you you're really believing in something, you'll endure any weather conditions.
2: You would have thought so, but how often do we talk about strikes on this programme? Do they really make a great deal of difference? No, no, they don't really, do they?
7: Well, Let's be honest. Well, no, I could have been it,
2: just.
9: No, but they serve to demonstrate the fact that people are absolutely desperate, and sometimes Mm. you have to be visual about it, rather than writing polite letters. You have to shame the powers that be.
2: I mean, what what I would say, I spoke to a a porter this morning who who was on strike, who didn't want to talk on the record. Um, I said to him, sure, you could find a job if you don't like it here, if you don't like the pay... Oh, you're doing this line no, hang again. On, hang, on, this hang on, hang on. No, if you don't like the situation you're in, is there another job for you? He did say to me that, yes, he could find a job which would pay him more money, but for him, it's the job satisfaction. Yeah. He goes to work every day, yeah. and he feels like he's making a difference, and he feels like he deserves and, and that you, 1% pay rise. Do
7: you think that that job satisfaction should be enough? He's uh, he's greedy for asking for a one percent. No, raise. no, I'm, I'm'
2: I'm not saying he's greedy at all. I just put the point to him, if you're unhappy with the pay situation, could you not get better money elsewhere? Yes, he could. But he really likes his job and it's he wants called, to fight for it. It's
9: called fighting for a principle, so it's mm. not necessarily just for him, it's for everyone else that comes afterwards. And if we hadn't had that throughout history, we'd still be stuck in the dark ages. And mm. of
7: course, we should, it, it seems pretty obvious to me that uh, we should pay hospital staff a little bit more. It does seem obvious, but, but, but if the government are saying
2: that they haven't got the money to pay them, them being out of the front of the hospital today, if there's no money to pay them, according
7: to the government, they're wasting their time, aren't well, they? Not, they? Well, they're not, because you've gone down there and we're talking about... About it. So, well, it's, that's, that's, so, in terms of will they get the pay rise because of this? Probably not. Uh, mm. But uh, are people now slightly more aware of their plight? Yeah, they are. So, that that's worked. It has worked, but, but then again later on that will be forgotten, won't it? Are you, not, you, you are you not feeling the vibe on this one?
2: <laughs> it's not a case of me not feeling the vibe. I, I understand they do a fantastic job, but I'm not denying that for one second. Looking at the facts, do they deserve a 1% pay rise? Yes, they probably do. But being out the front of a hospital this morning, not getting paid for, for four hours because they're on strike... Is that going to make any difference? Well, I would well, argue no. Well,
7: but it has made a difference. But how? Well you're, we're talking you, about Yeah, it. because you've been there, mm-hmm. we're talking about it, and people right. are now going, oh, yeah, that's... Like, some people will be mm. going, oh, that's unfair they're not getting that. So, yes, it has made a difference. But the, like whole, that, the, whole there. the
2: whole reason they're there is to get extra money. No. If they're not going to no, get extra money, the what's the point? That's
7: not the reason they're there. Because they know they won't get the extra 1% by standing outside a hospital. They know that won't happen.
2: So they want people to know that they're passionate about their job and they deserve more.
9: They're there to highlight a perceived injustice.
2: Mm. But all I'm saying is the whole point of a strike, to get back to it, today, the reason they're standing there is because they want the 1% pay rise. That is not going to happen. No,
7: but that's not the... the, Hello, is
2: this on? That's not what the point of the strike is. So they're on strike today over pay. Yes, yes. And they're not going to get the pay rise. Correct. But you're telling me they still have achieved what, what they wanted to do.
9: Yes, yeah. they want to get public sympathy on their side. That's where the pressure will come from. That's where the change might come from.
2: Mm, don't get it,
7: guys. Sorry. Can I, just speak to you? I don't <laughs> get what you're saying. I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> Justin, public displays of affection. Do you reckon we could have that by nine? Uh,
13: yeah, oh. yeah, sure.
7: Good-, <laughs> oh. good lad. Thank you, Just. <laughs>
13: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
15: Starting off on the Great North Road, there's one lane blocked at the moment, um, just before the. Uh, Black Hat roundabouts due to a broken down car there. The problems on the M25 heading anti-clockwise is closed at the moment between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21A and this is all due to an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. Taking a look at the M25 anti-clockwise, also very heavy between uh, Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 for the M40. Also queuing on the sensors on the A1M between Junction 8 at Stevenage um, and Junction 7. The M40 London bound very heavy between Junction 2 at Beaconsfield and Junction 1A for the M at 25 and disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth, Garden City and Moorgate. Nicola Richards,
7: BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. I've just seen, you may remember, oh gosh, it was about 15 minutes ago, we um, um, uh, we spoke to Joanne about her mum, Maisie, who's gone missing. Uh, she's 82, she's got dementia. Maisie King, uh, last seen at Sainsbury's petrol station at Biggles Wade roundabout yesterday at 2.15. The picture is Now on Facebook I urge you to go And have a little look uh, And it might just Ring a bell It might trigger something You might go Oh yeah no We drove past that woman Yesterday afternoon Or I I saw her this morning Facebook.com Forward slash BBC 3CR Go and have a look See if it rings any bells With you Across
13: beds Hearts And bugs This
5: is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: At half past eight, I'm Lee Acne, The headlines, the Care Quality Commission says there's serious concerns about the way patients with dementia are looked after. The watchdog found standards were either poor or variable in 90% of the care homes and hospitals it investigated. An 82-year-old woman with dementia has failed to return home after going shopping in Biggleswade. Mildred King, who's known as Maisie, was dropped off at the shops yesterday. NHS staff have gone on strike this morning in a dispute over pay. Midwives, nurses, and ambulance drivers are among those who've walked out. And the government's taking further steps to deal with the risk of Ebola in Britain. The NHS non emergency 111 phone line will screen callers to identify those at risk of developing the disease. And the weather will be cloudy and misty with outbreaks of rain, top temperatures around 16 degrees Celsius, 61 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Lewis Hamilton won the Russian Grand Prix to extend his lead in the Formula One Drivers' Championship to 17 points. The result also means Mercedes have won the Constructors' Championship. Hamilton says it tops off a perfect outcome to the race.
7: We did a great job
24: as a team. It's, uh, it's history for us, so I feel very proud to be a part of it. Me, Nico, and, and all the
20: team members. To get uh, the first Constructors' Championship for Mercedes-Benz is amazing. and um, So it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful day.
0: It was a 1-0 win for England in their Euro 2016 qualifying against Estonia. Despite being rested for most of the game, England manager Roy Hodgson says there's nothing wrong with Raheem Sterling. Pretty early in the second half, we put him on. So there's nothing nothing at all wrong with him. I'm sure he'll go back to Liverpool, he'll be fine.
3: It was just quite simply a situation that one player's feeling a bit tired, another player's in great form. Put the one in great form in. Give the other their
0: best. There were victories for Luton Town and Wickham, but the Stevenage manager Graham Wesley is under pressure after a 3 0 defeat at strugglers Carlisle. Wesley says there's problems to overcome.
20: Yeah, we are struggling a little bit. we one or two of the, the bigger characters and the bigger players. So you know, we've got some we've got some problems that we understand. I'm not going to. Of course I'm not going to excuse, you know, a 3-0 defeat, but I am going to look at it in a in a factual way and, uh, you know, look at the attacking, look at the defending and make sure we go away and improve upon it because next week is a, is a home fixture. I and mean, we need to make sure we back, bounce back with three points.
0: And in Rugby Union, Bedford lost by a single point to Cornish Pirates, 35-34 in the British and Irish Cup. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, more at nine o'clock.
11: Here we come Walking down the street We get the funniest looks from Everyone we meet Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down We go where we want
27: to Do what we like to do We only have time to get restless There's always
11: something
4: new Hey, hey, we're the monkeys
11: And people say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down We're just trying to
7: Oh, excuse me, one slight indulgence. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, 08459 455555. So the picture of uh, Maisie King, 82-year-old with uh, dementia, is on facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. I've also tweeted it at Ian Lee and at BBC3CR. Okay, lots of
9: people sharing that on Facebook. Thanks for doing that.
7: Yeah, good. And uh, let's find her and uh, let's get her home and get her a cup of tea. Uh, What are we talking about this morning, Catherine? I've forgotten.
9: Public displays of affection. It's dirty. Two young ladies told that their kiss was not welcome in a branch of Sainsbury.
7: Would they, would they, I'm assuming that came from a, because they were a lesbian point of view.
9: I think that they were told that they were upsetting the other customers.
7: Okay, I mean, uh, no, I don't get that. I, I, I don't get it because they were lesbians. I get it just because it's it's horrible. What kissing at all? Uh, in well, public? in public, it really is. Uh, it, I just don't, guys. I mean, when you're, you know, sometimes uh,
9: you just feel the mood. You feel the moment. You want to go in for a kiss. I mean, I'm not saying you know all comes blazing, so to speak.
7: Are you feeling the moment now?
9: Yeah, thankfully, I'm behind two sheets of glass.
7: We and still... Nothing... Oh. Ah. oh! Got one off Kelly. Eee. Uh. Thanks, Anymore Kelly. where that
8: came from. Thanks, Kelly.
7: You're so welcome. Guys, I'm... Um, uh, you're all right, you're st- all right. My studio door isn't locked. <laughs> Anyway, so, oh.
9: um, PDA, straight or gay, yay or nay, call me now, 0845 And
7: also, it seems to have uh, kicked off about strikes as well. Yes. Just in there, uh, there is a, a, a strike of some members of the NHS today. Only two people stood, well, not stood outside the Luton and Dunstable, they stood in a phone box because the weather's lousy. Um, Justin seems to think it's a waste of time.
9: Yeah, well, he's not the only one. Who else does? Uh, oh, hang on a minute. No one. Oh. <laughs> um, on the text, how much of the coalition spent on building a new runway in the south and not building HS2? They have money for what they want money for, says Steve. And Phil asks, so would Justin not strike when the NUJ strike at the BBC? No. No, I don't Isn't think he's even part of the union.
7: No, and I'm not a part of the union. I've crossed an NUJ picket line before. Not my fight. That's not my fight. But, uh, yeah.
9: It isn't all nurses. The main nursing union for registered nurses is the RCN. They're against strike action and are not participating what? in the strikes. The RCN, the Royal College I of it, Nurses. I thought you said the RCN. <laughs> I, I did, but
7: I didn't. Pat's in Helton Regis. Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. It's a waste of time, them striking this morning, according to Justin Dealey. Well, you know, all you've got to think about is any
1: relatives that are seriously ill, if you like, and uh, we've got a chronic shortage um, of paramedics in London alone. There were 250 vacancies in April this year. Whether they've been filled or not, I don't know. But I have heard uh, recently from someone in, in that profession that there's still a lot of vacancies in London. So it, when you see your loved ones dying because the ambulance was late, and we're d- only talking about giving um, a good, li- uh, well, a fair living wage for frontline staff, it's a small price to pay. <laughs> they, to should get,
7: they should go and get a job elsewhere, Pat, in a, in a career that pays them more money.
1: They are. That's why there's vacancies in. That's, and this is going to happen with the police. This is going to happen with the uh, fire service. They're finding jobs elsewhere. And you're not going to get the staff that are capable of doing that job because you're getting cheaper labour into these positions because
7: they need to fill them. And what about um, the point that was made earlier, Pat, that um, this strike isn't going to, ach- it's not going to achieve anything, is it?
1: Well, it's achieved, uh, uh, well, it's achieved going on your programme where people can hear there's a strike going on. I mean, what the public has got to understand is without these skilled frontline staff that you've got, and if they're going into other careers that are not so stressful, you've got less people to respond to your needs. And if you've got less people to respond to your needs, it means your life is putting on, being put on the line by this government, not by
7: the people that are going out on strike or leaving the profession. Pat, I'm struggling to... We're agreeing far too much. Can we, can we agree that the next time we speak, we'll have an argument?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to
7: one. Oh, yeah, so am I. I'm I'm worried that Pat's coming round to my way of thinking at last. Mick's in Watford. Morning, Mick. Morning. What have you got for us? Well,
3: he's just said it all, he? he, I don't have to follow it up now. He's so right. But Justin wants to go and look at his history books when he says that unions and going on strike have never made no difference. Go on, tell us. Well, he wants to look at his history books. Why? What's in them? Well, we don't send children up chimneys anymore. More's the pity. People got a living wage... Uh, women have got the vote. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh,
7: right. well, yeah, you're quite right. And, and they've all, easy, they've, boys, they, easy. They've almost, they can almost earn as much as me if they work hard. Who? Women.
3: Oh, I doubt that. Yeah, exactly, you see? I doubt that. You'd probably talk them out of it. But, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit disappointed in you that you're not a member of the trade union movement.
7: What what trade union movement? You're, um, well, what, u- the... what union would I join? Well, there must be a union to do with the, B- with the BBC. I'm not going to join a union for lanky idiots who talk. I'm not a journalist, so I'm not going to join the NUJ. I'm all not right. an actor, so I'm not going to join Equity. In fact, I think I was in Equity for a while. They right. did naff all for me.
9: Is there a national union of chances? <laughs> we should set one up. <laughs> the,
3: set one up. The NUC. <laughs> Nick, uh, 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 so I... It- so the people that work with the BBC are all journalists, are no? There's, no there's no office staff. There's no backroom staff but, at but, all but, but that do that all the work and not but, just chat on the radio.
7: But that's not a, a union. Listen, I'm freelance. I'm a freelance bloke. I'm, a, I'm self-employed. Yeah, but what, what you realise... See, all these people that are not in trade
3: unions, right, that say, oh, I don't believe in trade unions... Yeah, I, I've not said right, that. They all benefit. Because I worked in right. the print, and I worked for a big print firm, right? So yeah. we had good wages. Yeah. But all the little print firms... Yeah. Benefit
7: because but Mick, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm you're not listening. I'm not against trade unions. I just what union would I join? Oh, and what? Right. Well, you, well, there
3: isn't one there for you. Well, perhaps you ought to form one. You're, oh. the, you're the sort of person that could talk people <laughs> oh, into joining the
7: union. Mick, Thank you very much. I, you know, it's, it's weird being a self employed person in show business because what you the, the union really is equity and they check contracts and stuff, but that, it would, that, that wouldn't what. what the, who am I going to go on strike with? Who would I go on strike with? Me and the, the, another BBC Radio local breakfast host? Well, what good is that going to do? There is no there is no one I'm in union with. I'm a loner. I'm not a night rider in many ways. <laughs> <a nice>
21: <laughs> <laughs> Tell yourself that.
7: Kevin's in Bedford. Go on, Kev. Morning, Ian. Morning, Kevin. One, one for you. You know this
1: body brought in for the government's pay rise? Oh, Yeah. Well, why not take 1% off of that and give to the health workers? Because it don't
7: work like that. Yeah,
1: well, why does it work for one and not for the other then? Well,
7: hang on a minute. 1% isn't going to cover the whole of the National Health Service. Well, don't give them pay rise. Simple as that, then. They don't deserve it. The health service does. It's not definite that they're going to get the pay rise. No, but it's on the table, isn't it? It's on the table. It's more than what the health workers have got. The 1% was on the table, but that didn't happen, so there's still a chance this might... Who deserves deserves it most? Well, you can't can't ask that question, because I think they both deserve it. No, I'm asking
10: the question. Okay, who deserves it both?
7: Neither. They both deserve it. Well, I would say I would differ to that. Oh, I think MPs should be paid a whole lot more money. They run, it. they it's run the country. Okay. Each other. What do you do for a living, Kevin? I deliver medicine. Right, you deliver medicine. I talk on a radio show. But really, in the great scheme of things, other people could do our jobs. MPs run our country. Yes. Yeah, so you're not telling me that someone couldn't do their job? No, no, I, I don't think they could. I couldn't do it. I bet you couldn't.
1: I'd have a good go.
7: Oh, no, Kevin, seriously. What, if you were um, a Minister for Health, what would you do? What would be your first policy? Uh,
1: not being in that situation, in I couldn't answer it. Ex-
7: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, Kevin. He, 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 he stepped up to the plate, a horrible American- Americanism to do with baseball. He realised it was baseball and not football. He stepped away from the plates.
9: I've run the plates. Really, it's great fun. Yeah, at yeah. the end of the match, you're allowed to have a little run round.
7: Oh, a little cheeky run. Yeah, baseball's uh, just like um, rounders. Uh, rounders for girls, isn't it?
9: Very much so. Yeah, I love rounders for girls. For girls, you know,
8: Jack and Cambridge. Rounders.
7: We should have. A, we should get a rounders team going, yes. guys. Totes, get a ra- I've Got a great idea. What
8: is it? We should
7: get a rounders team That's going.
8: A great idea next year is it an actual idea that you want to do because you know how you come up with oh, ideas no,
11: don't. and then no, I don't. you don't
8: want
9: to do them no thanks you know jack in uh, cambridge yeah he sent us a text hey go on the key point you haven't reported about the strikes is that it's a one percent increase in top on top of an automatic increase based on length of service i wish i had an automatic pay rise regardless oh. of whether i did a good job unfortunately i work in the private sector
25: oh
7: cat pigeons so you see what what jobs do you do
9: Private sector, private
7: job. Private sector, private dancer. He's dancing for money. He'll do everything that you want him to do for you. <laughs> or not. Um, yeah, I, 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 struggle, I really struggle to people who get upset and jealous. Uh, the fact that people who work in hospitals might get a pension and they might... Oh, I, t- t- they work in hospitals, right? It's a... Crappy job. They work long hours and they don't get that much money. And
9: they're working within a set structure, whereas I know you're out on your own, yeah. private companies. But you have the horizon open before you.
7: Yeah, yeah. I do. It does strike me as odd that people could be um, jealous of, of of the working environments and the pay system for people in hospitals. Oh eight four five nine Travel news for beds, hearts and
13: bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off with the problems on the M25.
15: Heading anti-clockwise is closed between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 21A. It's all following an accident that happened earlier on this morning. There is some investigation work now taking place. Um, the M25 heading clockwise is also blocked between Junction 20 at King's Langley and Junction 21 for the M1. Following an accident there as well, looking very heavy on... On camera and the A41 heading southbound, very slow moving between the Hemel Hempster turn off and Junction 20 for King's Langley. The A40 also queuing between Oxford Road and Gypsy Corner on camera and checking on the trains. Disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgates. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Nicola, thank you so, so much. Wonderful stuff. Right, it's uh, 8.46, hasn't the morning flown by? It's Monday the 13th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Inspectors say the majority of care homes and hospitals aren't looking after people with dementia properly. NHS staff, including nurses and midwives, have gone on strike over pay this morning. And police are searching for an 82-year-old woman who's gone missing in Biggleswade. If you uh, want to have a look at her, she's called Maisie, and she's uh, on Facebook.com for forward slash BBC 3CR. It's Hearts
21: and Bucks weather.
13: BBC Three Counties Radio.
21: The Met Office has a yellow weather warning in place for heavy rain throughout today. It's valid until this evening. The rain may start to ease from time to time, which will bring a little bit of relief, but it's never too far away. These heavier bursts always sneaking in around the corner. We may get a drier spell this afternoon, maybe a glimmer of sunshine if the cloud breaks significantly enough, and that's where we're going to get our warmest temperature. We're looking at a maximum of around 15, maybe 16 Celsius. If we're lucky now this rain however will gradually start to die out overnight becoming lighter the wind falls light overnight as well minimum temperature 10 Celsius could see a bit of mist and murk develop though for tomorrow morning a rather cloudy and damp day for Tuesday outbreaks of rain still northerly breeze but despite that the temperature still managing to get up to around 15 Celsius and that's your forecast. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well,
5: I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot allow your heart
13: to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions.
16: I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came
13: back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty they said that the deposit would be forthcoming it wasn't
5: the jvs show weekdays from nine on bbc three counties radio across beds hearts and bucks
13: this is ian lee
5: bbc three counties radio
7: to me on uh, 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 Twitter says I work in retail I've had a 6.5% pay rise and I work in retail serving customers not saving lives the hospital's really important and people think oh porters porters are really really important in hospitals when I was in hospital the other week with my mum the porters were being called all over this building all over the huge High Wycombe Hospital um, and they were there almost immediately it was incredible to see to move people around oh, oh just moving people around it's a really important job it's not that
9: they're actually sort of hosts uh, the thing i remember from being in hospital as a child was how reassuring the yep. porter was yeah he would talk to me all the way up there i was going yep. for an operation he made me feel safe he was flirting
7: with my mum brilliant so important perfect of course they deserve a one percent pay rise of course they do um michael stay there let's go to glenn in late buzzer morning glenn morning Ian. what have you got for us I think they should be paid more, and there would be more money available,
1: I think I've said this on your show in the past, if we stopped
7: treating the people that use our NHS from foreign countries. How much money would that save us? I don't know, Ian. I don't know. exactly. It won't won't save, Glenn, it won't save that much. It's not as bad as certain newspapers would make you think. Okay. I'm the other thing so, is, I'm sorry, And I'm sorry to slap you around the face like that. No, that's it, okay, but the original reason for ringing up was that guy who said about Justin to
1: read his history books. Yes. Yeah. Well, I remember what the unions did to the coal board. Oh, yeah. And Mr... Mister What's his name? Arthur Scargill? Yeah.
7: There's no pits anymore, so that was a good move. Okay. So, well, I'm confused. Are you for or again the strike?
1: No, I'm I'm for the strike for, the, for those people in the hospitals. I think they do deserve more. Okay. But the bit that that gentleman said about um,
7: suggesting to to read his history books, yeah. Arthur Scargill closed the pits. Okay, Glenn. Thank you very much indeed. Well, I managed to talk Glenn away from the um, um, the uh, Daily Mail ledge. Uh, it's uh, d- yeah, people come over and use the NHS and their dodgepots. Yeah, it's not that big a problem. It's not as big. I don't know what the figures are. Let's t- let's find out the figures. Okay, I haven't got them, but it's not as b- it's not that bad. It should be zero, okay, yeah, but it's not that bad. So
9: what do we do? We turn people away, we charge them. Yeah, why not? We let them die in the street.
7: We we can charge foreigners, yeah.
9: Okay, but they still take up time and resources.
7: Yeah, yeah. Ah, let's just close it down. Michael's in, um, um, Luton. Oi, 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 Michael! (laughs) You cheeky... Oi, oi, (laughs) Savalot! Yeti! I'm here here with the boys doing my school run, aren't I? Yeah, let me hear the
22: boys. Say something, boys! Come on, speak up! Oh, they've got all show. of how you. Old,
7: remind me how old the boys are, Michael?
22: Oh, blind me! Right, there's a 17-year-old. He's made his own way because we fell out this morning. Yeah, good. There's a 14-year-old. He slammed me door on the way out because oh, I wouldn't sign his plays this morning. He should have got planet. it up on Friday. There's a 13-year-old who's about to jump out of the car if this Mercedes will move out of my way. Oh.
4: There's a... Who
7: else we got?
22: Alex, Harold you?
7: 10. We've got a 10-year-old. Oh, it sounds and hellish. 6-year-old, they're both going to the same and place. And I bet all journey they've been really, really noisy, and now you're on the phone and you want them to speak, they won't speak. What's your name? Do you reckon you could put your show on late at night or something like that so I can get S- the same Sorry? effect? Sorry? What? No, I can't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll speak to Lord Reith. We'll sort it out. What have you got for us? Well, I was thinking about your rounders team. Yes, and I phoned up and I said, "Yep, it's a fantastic
22: idea, and you should call yourself the Luton Batters."
7: Say that again. The Luton Batters. The Luton Batters for your his team name. The Luton Batty Boys. No batters. Batters. Like Hatters. Yes, thank you. For oh, like the Hatters, the football clubs. Yes. Are they all your children, Michael?
22: Oh yes. well, yeah, they are now. I might as well
7: be. Oh. Okay. oh <laughs> Okay, right, I say. Have you acquired am some, I, then?
22: Am I, am I paying
7: for them? Is that what you mean? <laughs>
22: well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am. I am, I the, am okay, I am, the Luton and batters. No, absolutely, and you- hey, you're trained at the bat factory.
7: <laughs> You're all right, Michael. I think, yes, well done. Hey, Joe, you, you, really, are, uh, you really are in need of some adult conversation.
22: <laughs> I, think I, I think I am. What I was going to say to you, Ian, also, yeah. is in terms of the strike and all that, Yeah. what I reckon is, I think the, the, the staff do need a pay rise, and it's only fair, and they need to reopen that restaurant they at the L&D. Oh. Okay. oh. And the reason for that is, last time I went there, I got four fish fingers, about 20 chips, and 17 peas which don't seem a lot. However, Uh, when I went in there the following week, they gave me three fish fingers, 14 peas, and 22 chips. So I worked out, Ian. What they've done is they've swapped me around and what I lost in my peas
4: actually got in the chips. Michael,
7: can I ask, are you a pea counter? What is that? Someone who counts peas. Justin! (laughs) That's the call of the day, that is. Who counts peas? (laughs) Who counts peas? Michael, that's it. Yeah, Michael is a pea counter. Wow. Justin, Mm. kissing in public... Is a no, no, no uh. It's beautiful No, uh, a couple of uh, lesbians were told off and kicked out of Sainsbury's For having it away in public (laughs) Um, I think that that was right They were booted out, not because they're gay yeah, Because I don't like kissing in public Wash your beef I don't like it, it's disgusting, it's horrible
2: Why is it disgusting?
7: It's just not nice
2: It's lovely It's people that love each other Mm. and they care for each other. Yeah, we'll go and do it in the bedroom, please. Okay, PDA on the streets this morning. I've been asking people, is there anything wrong with a full-on snog in public? Here's what people had to say.
3: I think they should be really getting a room, really. Um, Mind you, if it's a quick peck on the cheek, it's not too
2: bad, really. Yeah, so a peck on the cheek's absolutely fine. The use of tongues in public, whoa, get out of it. Yeah, should really be avoided. I mean, what with kids being around and whatnot, you know? So I think, yeah... It should be, really be avoided. It doesn't bother me. Even if it's a full-on big one? Yeah,
17: no, it don't bother me. None of my business, what they do. Do you do it yourself? No. Why don't you do it? I've just never been that way. Me and my wife get on, and, but we never kiss him sort of like, public, like in public places like that.
2: Is that because you're a bloke and you don't want to be seen as a sensitive, caring, loving, romantic... You're a geezer? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah.
27: What's wrong with it? It shows that people are happy in this world...
2: What do you think, madam? I don't speak. You don't speak? No. Madam, you're here with your two young children today. How would you feel if there was a couple, in for argument's sake, at a supermarket, and they were having a full-on snog? I wouldn't mind. Even in front of your children?
25: No, I don't mind.
16: Yeah? Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, as long as it's your partner. It just depends. Snogging, showing passion. What's wrong with that?
2: Brilliant. So if you were in Sainsbury's picking up your your sausages, and you saw a couple having a little snog, you'd say good on you. Picking up what, sorry? <laughs> sausages. Sausages. Okay, right. Um, no, I wouldn't say anything. I'm in there to pick up sausages, so what am I going to interfere with them
7: for? You just pick up your sausages, up and, your and, your sausages move and move on. Sausages. Justin, excellent stuff. I'm going to move on, because Sam's in half. Good Morning, Sam! Hi. Sam, you're going to tell us the uh, how much you think foreigners cost the NHS. You're going to give us the mythical figure. Go on.
27: Right, OK. Well, I'm
7: driving, so I can't check this out, but I'm
27: sure I read something last week that by the government's own estimate, yeah. um, <laughs> N- it basically costs our NHS £2 billion a year to treat foreign nationals. Uh, so actually if, if that figure is true yeah. then i think it's a bit of an issue and that figure isn't true you know, and well that, fig- I, that figure saying, isn't true well i'm saying i think i read something you last did. week where the own government the government's own at, uh, yep. next, at you two, did
7: read uh, that, and those figures have been questioned. The, the, the figures come from Creative Research, which is a research firm that was commissioned by the Department of Health. They come up with £2 billion. Uh, So lots of people have been going, hang on a second, let me look at this. Uh, and it's, it's probably at most... 300 million and a lot of that money is uh, expats coming back for treatment so it's a big gap between 300 million and 2 billion yeah, and also and also of that 300 million pounds we get a lot of it back from the countries they come from so oh, it's only I about 190 do. million mm, I'm not
27: convinced we get much of it back actually no but we do I, I, okay if, if you know
7: that for sure yep. then fair enough yep OK, then. Thank you, Sam. It was a pony in, A little pony in. I knew someone was going to come up with the two billion. Uh, it's an estimate. It's a, it's a wildly... but It's considered by many to be a wildly inaccurate estimate. And it's somewhere around £300 million. Pounds. And a lot of those are British expats coming back.
9: Gosh, what have you been reading?
7: Channel 4 website. Oh, Sam. Channel 4. Well I was talking to Sam.
8: Oh.
9: Was reading it was nice it just- of Sam to
8: call in, though. With, with, it was nice of Sam to call in with the information that she heard. Yeah. She was filling us in.
7: Scare- is scaremongering. is scaremongering by the government to say £2 billion. It's not accurate. And that's a shame that they feel they have to do that. I'm going to have a proper look, read of this. It's actually quite interesting. Um, uh, um, uh, um,
9: uh, uh. I thought that was coming out of your mind.
7: <laughs> Nothing comes out of my mind. Nothing comes out of my mind. It, it's all come out of somebody else's mind. They've written it down and I just recycle it. I think we're done, innit?
8: it? So would you rather lose a finger or a toe?
7: I would rather lose uh, a finger and it would be uh, the ring finger on my left hand.
4: <laughs>
7: Thanks for asking. <laughs> Travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off with the problems on the M25,
15: heading anti-clockwise, it's closed between Junction 22 for London Coney and Junction 21A at um, St Albans. is all due to an accident that happened earlier on this morning. There is a diversion in place via the hollow square on the A1081, the A414 and the A405. Heading clockwise on the M25, there's a lane closed on the exit slip road at Junction 21 for the M1. And having a look so far at the M40, very heavy moving London bound between Junction 4 for High Handy Cross Roundabout and Junction 2 for Beckenfield. Take a look at the trains. Disruption on Great Northern between Letchworth Garden City and Moorgate. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties
21: Radio.
7: Thank you, Nicola. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. Going to have a look at uh, a picture of uh, Maisie. See if you recognise her. Have you seen her in the last couple of days? Loads of people on there saying they were out searching for her last night. Well, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to report the good news that we found her. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Until tomorrow at six. From us, Tata.
5: Local and vocal across beds, hearts, and bucks.
7: This is BBC Three Counties
13: Radio.
6: Thank you, Ian. Good morning.
13: Well, is it miserable out there, isn't it?
6: Welcome to the JDS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Monday. And on today's big phone in,
4: do you understand why Sir Ian Botham didn't want to visit his father without?